are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is... Ah, yeah, Rex. I did the, the slow, like, build-up can open. It's exciting. I got myself a fresh case of banquet. Uh, you know, it's funny because I've, I've been, uh, you know. Are I've you going to sweep someone's leg? I just, I got to know. Yeah, yeah, sweep the leg, you know, Johnny. Okay, cool. Sweep the leg, Johnny. So uh, Put him in a body bag. Put him <laughs> in a body bags. Anyway, continue. Um, no, I was going to say, uh. You know, as the weather's gotten nicer, I've I've switched away for you know for a little bit, probably for you know a little bit, um, switched away from the the old whiskey and been back into beer because it's it's nothing like having a nice cold beer on a warm day. Man, I I I, I totally agree. I love it. Um, it's well, you know, again for our international listeners in the United States, I used to live down south, and. Man, it's like I grew to like, you know, dare I say lighter beers when I lived down south. You know, growing up, you know, in Pennsylvania where it was cold, like drinking, you know, a darker, you know, Yingling, for example. Um, it's not my favorite beer, but I like Yingling. Drinking something like that was, you know, was no big deal. I, lo- I moved down south when it was hot. I was like, all right. I learned to appreciate, the, you know, the lighter beer. Uh, but I totally agree, man. Nothing like uh, it sounds like a commercial, and it's not for anybody who's new. <laughs> it's not a commercial. Um, seriously, it's hot outside. Like, what, what's better than a nice cold beer? You know, well, boobs. But uh, otherwise, what, and those are good. For, those are especially good in hot weather. <laughs> it's like, hey, look at those. They're bouncing, and I'm drinking beer. I mean, it, it's it's it, that's America, folks. You know, if if you're not from this country, that that basically what that, that's how you, is that how you describe our country to to other people. Like, are you are you from America? Like, what's it like there? Well, there's beer, there's burgers, and boobs. That's 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 pretty much the United States in a in a nutshell. USA, uh, USA. <laughs> <laughs> I am a real American. <laughs> if, well, if, if that's the definition, I really, uh, I really am. <laughs> no, I totally agree, though, man. It's it's. Uh, it's starting to finally warm up here. It was like 80 degrees a couple of days ago. Like earlier in the week, it was 80 degrees. Two days ago, it started snowing. I was like, oh, my God. I left the house because I work from home, so I hadn't I didn't go outside the um, earlier months. in the day. And I like, so <laughs> it, it was <laughs> it, 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 it's like <laughs> it's poop again. Um I was uh, I, I was I was outside. It was nice. It was like eighty degrees. I woke up. I put a pair of shorts on and a t-shirt. And I had to like go to the yeah, store. T-shirts. Or I don't re- yeah, t-shirts. I don't remember what I was doing. I had to go to the store or something. And I realized that it was thirty like two degrees outside. It's snowing. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like, oh god, it was horrible. Um, the only bad but, thing about you know, the weather getting nicer is my allergies are killing me. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Mine, I hate mine. Absolutely I never had allergies till I moved to New York City. When I moved to New York City, I got allergies. I don't know how it happened, but man, I have been sniffling and my eyes have been watering for like the past two weeks. It's crazy. 
yeah, every, the, I hate this. I, I just hate, I hate this time of the year, folks. You know, you know, I complain about everything because <laughs> if you can't complain about that, I'm just, I'm a curmudgeon is, um, is the reason why. In fact, I was explaining to somebody the other day, I'm like, you know, when, when I look back at the things in my life that, um, that shaped who I am as a person, I mean, other than, you know, like dirty magazines, but, um, <laughs> figures in my life, you know, that shaped who I am. Um, you know, I always mention George Carlin, but you know, like it's, it's just, what's funny about that, um, is yes, George Carlin had a big influence on, on me, but like, do, I don't know if you feel this way, but like the older you get, do you feel like more and more you're becoming someone like Andy Rooney? You know what I mean? Who would just go on TV once a week and bitch? <laughs> well, you know, we we, we, we kind of do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I realized in the day, I'm like, oh my God, I'm Andy Rooney. <laughs> I go on once a week. Welcome I to the bitch. Heavy Metal Hangover. All this and Andy Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> All this Andy Rooney. I, you know, I, I did. I, I watched. I, I watched a whole bunch of. Um, I watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos of his the other day. I'm like, man, I used to love that guy. You know, eyebrows and all. I used to love that guy. He was awesome. Um, but I, I'm like, yeah, I, that, that is. It's me. You know, I, I. He got three minutes. It takes me three hours to bitch about everything. But it, hey. <laughs> Um, TV time's at a premium. This is a podcast. It's free, you know? Um, we can blather on if we want to. It's a little, little different on TV. And pl- plus, you know, he probably had like a team of editors, <laughs> viewers, you know, the kinds of things we don't have, you know, editors, listeners, you know, any, <laughs> any of that sort of thing. Man. Oh, maybe we just need all this and Andy Rooney. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, well, it's better than Andy Trunk. Um, oh, God, what did he do the other day? I don't know. It's probably terrible. He, Whatever he did the other day, it was he terrible. He did recently. Oh, you know, you know what happened recently on Eddie Trunk's show? Uh, he um, probably found out where Michael Sweet was, and well, that's obvious. But no. he actually had a he actually had Ace Frehley on there. And oh, well, yeah, because yeah, because he's who got Ace Frehley signed. That's why. Well, but no, no, no hold on. Him, but there's there's more uh, to this. It's not just that he had Ace on there. It's he had Ace on there, and Ace is, of course, you know this this week pissed at Paul and Gene for whatever reason, and I guess supposedly he said like if they don't apologize. Oh, that's right. Ace and Gene said that he's a drunk. They're like basically he's a drunk and impossible to work with, and he said unless they apologize. So hold on. So wait, wait. Who said I? I I didn't. Paul and Gene. Paul and Gene or Paul. I guess it was Paul. But, you know, those two kind of work in tandem. So that Ace is a drunk and not dependable and, uh, you know, I basically called him a, a drunken hack. Um, and Ace said, unless they apologize, he's going to release some things that they don't want to go out to get out that will ruin their career. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what could they possibly do? What could he possibly have to say at this point? Okay, okay let, let me let me let me back this up. I'm going to ruin their career. You can't go back in the past. Kiss's career was then, not so much now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even putting Kiss down. What I'm saying is, it's not as if they're about to get popular. <laughs> All the money they made was before. It's not like they're, oh, they're God, just you're about to cancel? break. You're, you're gonna you're gonna cancel the next tour they weren't gonna go on. 
They're oh, just no, they're about, about to break, break his dude. cruise this year. What was that? They're just about to break, dude. Any any day now. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, too bad Kanye West didn't give him a hand. You know, that could have... Um, had Kanye West just sampled one of their songs, they could have been way more famous. But no, I agree. What, what, what's... What, what? <laughs> Rumor has it Gene Simmons slept with. Okay, <laughs> get over it. I mean, and look, and I like Ace. I, you know, you know what's funny about that band though. I, I am the more you and look. I, I understand extremely successful people have issues. Like I get it that a lot of them have issues. I get it when you're super famous, and I get it when big egos get involved too. You know, I mean, as much. Well, I'll get back to that in a minute. Is it just me, or like in the world of famous people that are clearly just babies? <laughs> like that band gets butt hurt, butt hurt over everything. Like Gene and Paul are like overly sensitive about everything, and it's hilarious. Uh, like just when like like Paul I mean again you know Paul gets upset about everybody who says anything with his name in the sentence it's like and, and actually I want to get back to this because I want to talk about something you mentioned about Lars but don't you do you feel that way sometimes that like every member of Kiss well not Peter Chris but again no one cares uh, what's Peter Chris have to say? Who cares? No one asked him. You know, even Peter Chris doesn't like Peter Chris. Let's be fair. Uh, I'm a I I was always a fan of his playing. I'm just you know joking, but um, I, I just it, it's it is absolutely crazy to me that a band with that level of success can still get butt hurt over everything. Dude, sit on your money and just shut up. And and I say this because you you were mentioning before the show. Something about Lars, and I don't want to put words in your mouth because I don't, I didn't read what you read. Do you want to go ahead and explain what it is that you read about Lars? Because it, I, so I, I guess think it's, it's part of the conversation. And this this is from nighty. Well, there, I found a couple. I found a couple things about Lars. Um, the, the first was I, I, and what what caused me to look this up was I, you know, cruising through cruising through, you know, social media and stuff like that. And I found that an old clip of Lars from 1997 where he's on the Howard Stern show. And, you know, somebody called in and asked him, like, oh, you know, Pantera was on stage the other night and, they, you know, Phil Anselmo was saying, like, that you guys sold out and you're, you know, whatever. And, of course, Lars comes in like, you know, the thing about, like, you know, Pantera is that when they used to come hang out with us in the 80s, like, they were a glam band. Like, I don't think anybody knows it. Like, they were glam band. They used to come in their, like, spandex. And, you know, so, like, you know, but so what that caused me to find was, you know, I I was trying to find the clip, and I was searching, like, Lars, you know, criticism, talk crap, whatever. And I found an article where basically he says flat out, you know, when people call him a crappy drummer, like, he's he said back in the day, like, in the 80s, he used to read every magazine, he used to read, like, you know, look for people talking trash and feel like he had to respond and things like that. He says now he just doesn't care. Like, he said he'll be with interviewers who will tell him, like, oh, yeah, you know, people are always talking trash on you, but I always stick up for you. And he's like, I don't even care. He's like, I have nothing left to prove. And he's right. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people now... 
with the new album out, the big thing right now that you've, you're seeing all over the place is people talking trash on Kirk Hammett. Like, people are just ripping him apart over this album. It's as though he hasn't been doing the exact same thing for, oh, I don't know, like 20, 20 plus, almost 30 years now. Like, Kirk Hammett hasn't barely been a shredder since Injustice for All. Arguably, maybe the Black Album. But he has been doing the same, like, bendy, pentatonic types of solos since load and you know and, and that's not me criticizing his soloing style but now man people are all over this guy on the new album they're like oh he sucks and he's lazy well, and the, the solos are garbage and i'm gonna and there was a guy on youtube who's like who improved every solo and i'm thinking to myself like dude like it's his solo like you know that it's funny how we take ownership of music like that how you know, we'll say, oh, Lars sucks. I'm going to fix all his drum parts. Oh, Kirk Hammett's terrible drummer. I'm going to fix all of his guitar parts. But at the end of the day, like, would you listen to a Ramon song and be like, oh, these guys suck. I'm going to put some palm mutes in there and some and a solo and everything. But like, you know, it's it's their music. Like, I have I, people. Actually, a lot of people have messaged us on the show asking us if we've listened to the new Metallica. I have not. And I'm going to be. Well. I'm going to be flat out honest. I haven't even made it all the way through hardwired to self-destruct yet. <laughs> I, I, I haven't made it. I still haven't made it through all of, uh, all of St. Anger. Like, I well, care. I mean, I, well, no, no. What I mean is like literally the last album I listened to all the way through was reload. And, and I'm not being a jerk. I'm not even putting Metallica down. I just don't care. It, it's, it, it, I, it's nothing against Metallica. I just don't care. You know, it's kind of like there's a TV show you watch, and after a few seasons, you're like, it's cool. I don't need to keep watching this. I'm just kind of, it, it, it's, it's not even a comment on whether they're good or bad. I just don't care. But first of all, I've said this a million times, and I'm going to sound like I think I'm better than everybody else, but I am, so it's okay. But like, first of all, it's groupthink at its, it, well, it's worse than groupthink. It's internet groupthink. At its finest. How many times we have we said, like, are you going to tell me that the entire world all of a sudden hates Kirk Hammett's wah in his solos? Come on, dude. It just, it, it, it's this thing that, you know, one guy says it and the next thing you know, the, the entire internet is like, oh, well, Kirk Hammett. It's like, dude, you liked his solos too. <laughs> and... So what that he's doing the same kind of solo? Who cares? There's plenty of things to complain about, about a Metallica album. You know? And on the other hand, though, it's Kirk. Like, what, what are you going to do? Oh, my God, I can't believe Hetfield said, yeah, again. This band sucks. You know what? Really? It's his yeah. So What? Do you know why I'm not complaining about Kirk Hammett's solos? There's one reason. Because I'm not listening to the record. That's why. I'm not listening to the record, so I don't give a damn what his solos are. If you hate his solos that damn much, do yourself a favor and listen to an album that Kirk Hammett doesn't play a solo on. There's a lot of those. in. Ex By the way, there's a lot of albums out there that Kirk Hammett didn't play a solo on. There's also a lot of records that Lars didn't play drums on. In fact, there's really not all that many albums that Lars played drums on. There's really not all that many albums that Kirk Hammett played guitar on. 
a couple here and there that didn't have the word Metallica in the title. You know, like hey, Lars played on a Merciful. He played one song in a Merciful Fate record. Like, fine. I just think it's stupid. And, and I'm, dude, I'm not even saying don't make fun of him. I'm not even saying don't don't bitch about his solo. But when it do when it surfaces and everybody all of a sudden is jumping all over it, that's just that's just the that's just social media at its worst or best or whatever the hell you want to call it. You know. Now, if everybody did this about Eddie Trunk, I'd be fine with that, but it it it, it just drives well, it's kind of like I mean, we've talked about this about Pantera before, right? I'm aware that there's controversy going on about Pantera, but there's also people who sit on Instagram just to follow the hashtag, just to attack people for saying they like them. The same kinds of people do that for Kirk, you know? Now, by the way, I always thought it was funny, you know, when, when people were parodying him with the wah. Like, I think it's kind of funny. And he's made fun of it himself. Well, I mean, but there's a difference, though, between, like, joking around about somebody who uses, you know, who has, like, a signature thing. Like, right. there's that I'm meme where it's, it's like... When they're, making, when they're picking on it. There's that meme where it shows a picture of Kirk Hammett, and his girl says, come over, and he's like, no, I don't feel like it. And she says, I just got a new wah pedal, and then the next scene is him, like, from the I Disappear video, like, running across the desert. Like, I, I mean, like, that's funny. That's funny. But that's the same time. That's it's, hilarious. Like, you're not saying, like, Norris Kirk joke. sucks. Like, you know, it's not like, like, Kirk sucks. You know what I mean? Like, and look, but I'm not even sticking up for Metallica. Like, I'm this isn't either. me sticking up I, for him. Because I don't This even is care. me just saying, like, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, I, I don't even remember how, oh, I, yeah, about, like, Lars and stuff, like, to having stuff to prove. Like, you know, I mean, Kirk actually, I don't know if you saw this, but he released an, uh, he was doing an interview where it was almost very similar to the one that Lars gave where, He's talking about shredders and he's talking about, he's like, oh, you know, I can do arpeggios. I don't want to. He's like, it's, you know, it's, it's got no feeling. It's, it's just, it, he's like, I don't want to write a solo that sounds like a practice exercise. He's like, there's about three guitar players that I can listen to do arpeggios. And it's, I think he said Satch, Ingve, and I forget who the third one he said was, but it was like Satch and Ingve. And, uh, oh, I think it was Gilbert, Paul Gilbert. Probably. And he's like, regardless. And he's like, he's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, I, he's like, I think it's harder or, you know, whatever to, to write a solo using the pentatonic. Cause it's only five notes again, though, at the bottom line, dude, I, I mean, you can say whatever you want to about Kirk Hammett and same thing I say about Lars. And we were just talking about this before the show. The funny thing about Lars and Kirk Hammett is the two of them with Hetfield, but I mean, the two of them. A lot of the guys who talk crap on Lars now idolized him as kids. You know, like, we're sitting there and be like, oh, Lars Ulrich's so awesome, you know, whatever. And a lot of the kids who talk, or a lot of the guys who talk crap on him now probably picked up a set of drumsticks, if not directly, certainly indirectly because of Lars. You You know, know, same with Kirk Hammett. You know, and, and look, I get it that you make fun of stuff you liked as a kid, you know, you might make fun of things and you liked it as a kid, but that's the thing about music is like, you're right. Gene Simmons made a lot of people pick up a bass, and Gene can't play. Not very well. Doesn't have to. You know? There were there were so many musicians out there that <clears throat> made people want to pick up an instrument. So get over it. Yeah, maybe Metallica is the... You know, well, we, we've called them a gateway band, and maybe they are. So what? Who cares? You know, um, 
But so first of all, I'm not making fun of Metallica. I'm making fun of people on the internet because I, I just I just hate people a lot. <laughs> um, so I I'm I'm in no way. I'm I I dude I'm, I haven't heard it. I'm not even being a prick. I'm not I'm not purposely not listening to it. I'm not one of these like I'm not going to listen to the new Metallica because I'm cool. No. I just don't I just I really just don't care. You know, I, I, don't I heard have a couple interest in it. I heard a couple of lead-off singles and they just, you know, they work for me. Um, you know, again, I'm not saying Metallica sucks. I'm not saying it's sold out. I'm not saying whatever. I'm just saying like I just they're like I I don't know. Like I I just well, look. Here, it's the same the thing. It's just, it. you know, I'll be I'll admit it. It's the same thing as ACDC. Like Black Ice, I've maybe listened to it one time. You know, like Rocker Bust, I think that was one of their last. Or no, like even 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 uh, what uh, uh, what was their last album called? It was a red cover. Uh, uh, whatever. See, I can't remember. Was it Rocker? I don't know. Doesn't matter. No, it wasn't Rocker Bust. It was a uh, Power Up or Power It Up or something like that. Whatever. It, it I, I was like, I maybe listened to that once. Like, and it, you know, again, they're, I appreciate they're made- that Phil was on it, and I I really do remember going. This is an awesome record. I'm 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 super excited, but to me, for the record, you know what I loved about that album? That it made me go, oh, cool, Phil's back, so if I see him in concert, Phil will be there. Like, that's what that show, and I mean Phil Rudd, that's what, that's what that record was for me. That record was an, oh, cool, they still sound good. Well, it, but, it was but by my no point, means my point is, something I care to listen to. It's not a bad album. It's just that no. I have my ACDC. And I'm not saying my ACDC is better than your ACDC. <laughs> I'm not saying that they should stop releasing albums. I'm saying that when I listen, when I when I want to put on an ACDC album, chances are I'm not going to put on their new album. I'm going to put on the Razor's Edge. I'm going to put on Ball Breaker. And you know what? There's a whole generation of people before us who say, Ball Breaker and the Razor's Edge, what are you talking about? When I want to listen to well, ACDC, I'm going to put on Powerage. I'm dude, going to we, put we on... We talked about this earlier you know? um, on, on a previous episode, how Ball Breaker is often considered, their, if not their worst album, in their bottom two. To me, it's my favorite Brian Johnson album. I love it. So I get that. But you know... Oh, they, 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 oh go ahead. Wait a minute. I, I promised a listener, it's your favorite Brian Johnson album. You know, I promised a listener we'd do that. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Um, so here, here's. Let me say something else too. There, uh, so I, I have a friend of mine, and she'll message me, and she'll be like, "I'm trying to read, I don't know, pick some classic novel. You know, one of the um. Here, let me let me." Let me look at one. Let me try to find one that, like, a good example. Okay. like Oh, actually, it's funny. I almost said Little Women. Fine. We'll use that one. I'm reading Little Women, and God, I just can't get through it. And you know what my response to that is, right? So stop reading it. No, 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 no. It's a classic. It's on the list. I got to read it. No. <laughs> you could stop reading. You, you, you do not have to read a book because it's a classic, and you don't have to finish it if you don't like it reason I'm saying this there's a lot of other books out there read one you like there's a lot of movies out there man watch one you like do you know how many great movies there are out there that I've never seen and sometimes it's because I haven't had a chance and oftentimes it's like I'm aware that's probably a great movie I just don't care to watch it 
It's just not for me. I mean, think about it. How many times are there great movies, supposedly, or whatever, or, or really famous movies or really big ones that you just didn't watch it because you have no interest in it? I, 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 was, I was at, I was at a, the Barnes & Noble today. I was in there today. And do you know what I did? You know what I do when I go to Barnes & Noble? I get a coffee. After I go, this is every time I go into Barnes & Noble. I, I get a coffee. And then I go directly to the fantasy section because that's the kind of books I read. To get to the fantasy section, I have to pass an entire table of, 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 of like, you know, bestsellers. All these books that are getting raving reviews by really popular authors or maybe it's the next, you know, John Grisham or, you know, Stephen King, whatever, who cares? You know, the next Nora Roberts book, who gives a damn, one of these big famous authors. And, you know, I walk past all of them just to get to the section I want. And the reason is, is because it's like, look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't read, that you shouldn't expose yourself to some of those things, because that's a good thing. But on the other hand, there's just a lot of it I don't give a damn about, so I go right over there and read a book I like. That, the reason I'm saying this is that's just kind of how I feel about Metallica. I'm, it's probably not a bad album. It's, I, I would be shocked if it's a great one, even if it was. I'm just not listening to it because I don't care. I have, I have way more fun listening to other stuff. And plus, you know, you, you just got done saying about with ACDC, like, well, you have your era of ACDC. You know, it's not even so much for me that there's, quote unquote, my era of Metallica. I'll tell you what it is. I feel like I've, I did the Metallica journey, you know? I had a start and then I kind of feel like I, 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 I went with Metallica as far as I needed to go. <laughs> I did. I went as far as I needed to go with it. I don't need... I, I just don't need... I don't need the next Metallica album. I just don't need it in my repertoire. I just don't. You know? It, I, and, and it's not even because I'm holding on to the past. It's just because, like, you know, I enjoyed it. And I can still go back and listen to it anytime. I can still go back and listen to Master of Puppets anytime I want to. I, 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 just, I just don't care. And, and that's fine. Um, but you're right. People are asking me constantly and, and I, they're asking me because I think, you know, I think they're expecting me to just make fun of it. And first of all, there's other things I'd rather make fun of. Make fun of like who cares? And actually this was my point about kiss. It's like kiss could learn a little bit of the, I don't give a dams. Metallica is the biggest heavy metal band in the world. They just are. They have been for a very long time. They're 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 happy. <laughs> you know, they're they're perfectly happy and perfectly content. And it's just it, it's just not for me. There's nothing wrong with that. There's pl- again, there's plenty of records, you know, that 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 are. Um you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something. I don't know if you listen to this, but um if you haven't listened to it, then I'll I'll explain. But have you listened to the new overkill yet? No, mine's coming uh, next week. Okay. I, I would be I will be very curious and and maybe I should wait till next week, but we're not gonna record next week. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um I, I'm gonna be very curious to hear your opinion, but because it, it's okay, for the record, let's put a pause on this. I'll explain this again later. I am going to be gone all of next week. I, I have to um I have to do a really big work thing. I'm gonna be flying and traveling and I, I'm I'm not gonna be capable of recording and um because I'm going to be gone all next week. This week was very busy. 
I personally do not have time to record an extra episode this week, so there will be a skipped week. It is literally just because I can't do it. When we brought the show back, this was one of the things we said. If we have to miss a week, we have to miss a week. We're not going to scramble to record extra episodes, and it's just, okay. Um, Because it's two weeks out, I think I'm going to um, probably forget about this. I'm going to be very curious to hear uh, Rex's opinion on this, and I, I'm I'm actually going to be very curious to hear if any of our listeners chime in on this. I have not read any reviews of the new Overkill record. I just frankly haven't had time. It's a very interesting record to me. The first two sing- the two singles that are out for it. If you listen to it, it's overkill. It it sounds like overkill. It is peanut butter and jelly overkill. The song The Surgeon, I think, was the first single. And then the title track, Scorched. If you listen to it, here's your opinion. Yep, sounds like overkill. I'm really curious to hear what anybody who listens to the full album has to say. Because a lot of the record, to me is very unlike anything I've ever heard them do. There's a track on the record, and this was my my initial instinct, and I had a friend of mine listen to it, and he messaged me back and said the exact same thing I was wondering if he thought. There's a track on the record that is so damn close to Holy Diver, it's not even funny. The bass line in it is borderline plagiarism. Of Holy Diver. Like, quite literally. Um, It is like, all right, Rex, here's what I want you to do. Let's see if you can do this without it bleeding into the the show. Go on YouTube. Do you have the record on your iTunes? Uh, I mean, I have uh, Apple Music. It's probably on there. Okay. I want you to, while I'm talking for a second, I want you to, in in your earphones, listen to... It's track six off the new Overkill. It's called Won't Be Coming Back. Just listen to the first 10 seconds of it and tell me if I'm... And tell me I'm not crazy when I say this. Um, Just like I said, the song's called Won't Be Coming Back. It's off the new Overkill. If you play the first 10 seconds, you'll see what I mean. I can, and if not, I can I can shoot you a link to it real fast if you want to do that. Not to not to make everybody wait while I tell Rex to listen to a song. <laughs> um, yeah, I can hear it. Do you know what I'm saying though? It's basically the dun 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 dun. dun, dun. I mean, it's not the exact same thing, but you know, it, in the world of every time we hear a song, we go, "Holy crap, that sounds like." Let's it's, be fair. It's it's kind of, it's kind of very very moth in the flame to uh, yeah toxic waltz. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, kinda... it's 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 holy diver. I mean, it's not. I'll put it this way. It's it's the groove that really does it, though. I mean, the riff itself is it's different it's enough, close. but the the groove really is what the right. Right. The, the, the point I was getting at is like, is it? it's not really plagiarism. Fine. What I'm saying is you'll do a double take. I did. I, I first heard it. I was like, wait, are they covering? Oh, no, that's not that's not Dio. Okay. I'm only pointing this out for a reason. The new Overkill has a handful of songs that are more 
mid-tempo. Eh, they're getting old. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I know that, but it's not just even that they're not as faster. They're just kind of different. Bobby sings on one of the songs. It's very weird. Sings, mind you. Um, but it is. It's a really different record to me. It's a the 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 two singles just sound like Overkill. The record itself, to me, Overkill is definitely there. But there's enough variety on this album that it was really refreshing. Variety is the spice of life. I would be... Which is why you never sleep with the same woman more than twice. <laughs> or ever tell her your real name. But... Your uh, your your name is Vinny. <laughs> I always tell people I'm Vinny. Who are you, Vinny? Vinny what? Delpino. Uh, you know, let's, be, let's be fair. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm if the the women I'm the women I'm you know I'm I'm trying to hit up at the bar they're they, they're not old enough to have watched that show. Come on, they're in their twenties. You know what I mean? Like it's fine, it's fine. You know. And by the way, it's, I, I'm actually it, it's only they're only in their twenties. It's not because you know um, we we all know that I I prefer my women a little more seasoned. That being said, when they're twenty, they're stupid, so it's a lot easier. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But my 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 point is, um, I thought this was awesome. I just I I liked the fact that they changed it up. But I would be really curious to hear if anybody likes it. Like I'm well, I don't know if enough people are going to listen to the record that are in the camp of people that are going to flood the internet with bitching. You know, Metallica is one thing; they're an easy target. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm curious to see if anybody likes it. It's a um, it's just it's it's a band who made a career out of not changing very often, and I feel like they did a couple of surprising things on this record. I think it's I think it's awesome. Is it their best album in a long time? I I don't think so, but it's different. And damn it, I thought it was cool. I love the fact that it's a different record. Um, because and, and I only point this because we you know we're talking about how Metallica and ACDC kind of you don't care anymore. A band like Overkill, it's very easy to say you don't care anymore. Um, you're like, yay, it's another Overkill record. Well, we talk about that all the time. Like, yay, it's another Cannibal Corpse record, another Testament record, whoever. I love all of those bands, but sometimes it's hard to get really excited about a new album. I will tell you I wasn't dying to hear it. I love Overkill. Like, love Overkill. I'm a really big Overkill fan. But I can't tell you I was jumping up and down. Like, oh, my God, new Overkill. It's going to be... Because I expected it to sound like their last five albums. It doesn't. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um, no, I'm serious. It's kind of cool. I would. I will be very curious to hear if anybody else feels. But that, so that song won't be coming back again. That groove is a little different. But there's other songs in the middle of the record that are more. I don't want to say like that, but that doesn't sound like Overkill to me. Or at least that doesn't sound like what Overkill has put on the last five albums. At least. Um. I dig it. I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, so I want to get started with something um, just because I, I I know how good we are at getting off subject. I didn't want to say how bad we are at staying on subject because that just sounds negative. <laughs> Let's go with we're good at not staying on subject. Um, you So I'm going to let you explain it and then I'm going to kind of say a few things too. But Rex had a really cool idea um, for something that we might 
well, I, we're not going to mic. We are going to do in the show. Um, not all the time. And, and you know, I, I actually want to, I want to throw this out before we get to it. I am aware that I tend to be the bigger personality of the two of us. I know that I tend to be the crazier one and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know that that's always kind of been the way it's worked, but <laughs> Rex is the one that nine times out of 10 is the one that comes up with the good ideas for us to do. Like you'll come up with the idea and I'll just run with it. <laughs> I'm terrible at coming up with the idea. Huh. Um, so in the, in the, in the, well, is hey, when, when we were in a band, it was saying, well, you'd walk in with a riff. I'm like, okay, now that we got that part, now I can run, I can run with it. I, I need, I need something to start with. Um, so you're, you're great at coming up with ideas. And this is one that, um, that I really like. And I like it because, well, it's a long time coming, I think. I think it's something we should have done before. Um, but it's not, it's not something that's like outside of what we do, which is a cool idea. I think it, it, it gives us something interesting to talk about. So go ahead and explain what your idea was, and then I'm going to mention a few things and get it started, and go ahead. Um, let me see here. Um, so, hang on one second. Uh, uh, I like it. Oh, by the way, did you saw <laughs> you saw a picture the other day? Oh, uh, you saw something online that said "Extreme the Band." <laughs> yeah, no, it's Extremes playing around here. Right. And it's literally, they list themselves as extreme hyphen the band. As a, a, so, dude, I want to start a band called Extreme Not the Band. Extreme Not the Band. Like, could that be a, could that be a band? Could that be we a, always wanted to be Extreme Not the Band. Not the band. So maybe, that, maybe Extreme Not the Band should be, <laughs> should be a band name. That would be awesome. If anybody listening to the show wants to start a band called Extreme Not the Band, let me know. I, <laughs> I, I want to watch. I want to see your set. Extreme, um, not the band. <laughs> hell, I'll produce the album myself. <laughs> not really. You don't want me producing your album. Um, so go ahead. Anyway, go ahead and explain this, and then so um, I've I've got some things I want to talk about it before we yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? No, 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 no. I've got I've got some points to make about this. What before we get? Oh, to okay. So you know we always talked about on this show. And I was actually talking to to Fernando, uh, like I said, he, he hung out with me at the Crypto Show, and he's a, he's been a longtime listener, about how, you know, a lot of people approach us about ideas for the show, and they're like, oh, do a show on this, or do a show on that, you know, like, you know, do a retrospective of this band, or talk about this band, or, t you, know, you know, I wish you'd bring up this band more. And we always said the challenge of this show is that... Um, oh, while, while there's a lot of crossover between the two of us, and this is how it's always been, like, this is how it's always been, um, you know, we actually branch off in way different directions. So, you know, what Duff, what Duff's into is like, and I don't want to speak for you, but you're in more of the classic metal, prog metal, like you go down that road, like you go into like the, the, and I, I like this band, these, some of these bands too, but I'm going to give you examples. Like you go more into like the King's X Dio, uh, um, 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 well, a great example, sabotage. You know, I'm the yeah, kind of sabotage. Guy to to sabotage when there's a certain direction of music you got to kind of get into to want to listen to sabotage, like Halloween, like Iron and Iron Maiden, and like, like I said, I like some of those bands too. The, the band I was having trouble thinking of was Fate's Warning. Um, you know, Fate's Warning, and you know, again, like if you if we were to do a show on Fate's Warning, I'd be able to comment on maybe about three to four albums and the rest of the show I'd be sitting there going yep uh-huh 
Yep. Uh-huh. He, so, he would, however, remind everybody that my autocorrect, at the, when we first started doing this show, like episode warning. two, my autocorrect wrote it down as farts warning. So they will forever be farts warning to me. But Again, another band name courtesy of the Heavy Metal Hangover. Farts warning. And um, Rob Halfrod. And Rob, Rob half, Halfrod. Yeah, Halford was Halfrod. Yeah, Halfrod. You know, so would be lucky if he had it. a quarter. Go ahead. Well, Vinny would be like Vinny Stack of Dimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Why do they stack call you Vinny Halfstack? Come half a stack of dimes. <laughs> Vinny Halfstack in parentheses of dimes. Wow, it's really strange that autocorrect added the parentheses and everything. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Even autocorrect knows you're hung like a child. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, you know, and again, with, same with me. I go more in the thrash metal, like punk, like, you know, a more extreme death metal, like bands that I would be like, Mortician, suicidal tendencies. Well, um, crossover is a great example. Yeah, crossover like, like DRI. I, and, yeah, and, I was gonna say like I have one DRI album. Um, that's not true. I might have two, but I'll be honest with you, man. Like I've listened to DRI. I am familiar with. Um, uh, but I'm 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 looking because I have to refresh my my memory. I'm familiar with the album Crossover and four and the album Four of a Kind. Yeah, couldn't no, name I mean, a song of it. I haven't listened to it in twenty years, and I could—I don't remember anything about it. But you know, and, and then like you know, like I go—I go into crust punk. Like I listen to bands like Nails and Driller Killer. Like I love that kind of stuff. Now, there's a lot of co- you know, there's a lot of places where you and I cry. You know, Pantera. That's the like a lot of traditional thrash metal, a lot of traditional death metal, especially the old school stuff. Um, you know, and, and and again, like you know, you like some of the stuff that is more into my wheelhouse. I like some of the stuff that's more in your wheelhouse. But the problem, the problem is, again, like you know, for instance, you may like, like you said, a couple of DRI albums, right? But after you get past those couple of albums, it's like, yeah, you, you don't really, you don't really get, and and even those couple of albums, you've listened to them, you enjoy them, you may like them, you may know a little bit, you know, you may even be able to recall a lot of the songs. If you were to talk about. A band like you know Fate's Warning. I I like Parallels. I like Awaken the Guardian. I like uh, um, I'm having see I'm having brain hiccups left and right. I got it, it must be the beer, but you know I, I like a handful of tracks. You know like Merciful Fate's a good example. I love uh, Melissa. I love Don't Break the Oath. After that, I kind of get a little lost. Uh, well, King Diamond. King Diamond. I say this I, all the time too. Like one of the big differences in our musical taste your musical taste is wider and mine's deeper like i'm the guy who goes yeah well i listen to merciful fate but man do i really get do i really get into those middle albums but dude you like a, you you like more bands than me for sure um which doesn't which makes it even more more difficult and dude i'm telling you here's a band flat out that i will use as an example we've been asked it's been a while but we were once asked to do like an episode on suicidal tendencies and i had to jump in and go dude i can't name one song you can you can name institutionalized everybody knows that song oh yeah yeah yeah. sorry i forgot you, you uh, know yeah, it's just like right. some things are going wrong and, and things in the i always love beavis and butthead's version of that yeah yeah like you know it's just like you, you try and do stuff and it doesn't work out and and, and then you, if you get all frustrated and like, shut up Beaver. Right, no, no, you, you are right. You're right. Sorry, I forgot about institutionalized. I'll, I'll pres- everybody way. knows possessed. I, I, either way, either way, you know what I mean. You get my point. Um, I and dude, and I've listened to them. I've listened to suicidal tendencies. I don't hate them. Just not my thing. Just right. Not my thing. 
and there's nothing wrong with it. I, I, I mean, I mean, I've always said one of the things I like about this show is that you and I don't think alike about everything. We find a lot of the same things funny, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we, we we have a. It's funny. We don't even have the same sense of humor. We just find the same things funny, which is a little weird. Um, well, actually, you know, it, it's it's funny too. It's kind of a lifelong thing, where like the two of us were always you know, seen as kind of a pair, but it's like, dude, personality wise, we're really different too. Um, but we just are, you know, I'm way more extroverted than you are. So yeah, I mean, it, it we, we don't all like yeah. the same thing. And actually people used to think I was to- a dick. <laughs> like, yeah, people used to literally think I was like the biggest jerk in the world because yeah, like, I just like- didn't talk very much. Yeah. They, they were like, they're, well, they thought you were like me. So they assumed you were a dick. No. Um, yeah. but well, and it also came up, like I was talking about how a friend of mine, and I'm not going to talk about it on here because I'm going to do it outside of this, but uh, a, you know, a friend of mine has a, has, a, has a YouTube channel, and I was like, hey, I was thinking about doing an episode with him sometime, and I'm not going into it because, again, I wanted, it, I'm, that's something I'm going to do in my own life, not you know, with my real name and not, not here. And um, The reason is is because I want to use my real name. But anyway, you get my point. Um, you know, because we were talking about like, oh, cool, like we could, I could do an episode on like, a, you know, a band like whatever, Fate's Warning or something that I'm really into that's not, you know, part of the show. But you're right. It's because there's a lot of stuff that you and I have in common, but there's those bands out there that, dude, I, I'm telling you right now, there are bands that you would you would have a blast doing. I mean, again, I'll use Suicidal as an example. You'd have a blast doing an episode about suicidal tendencies. I'd twiddle my thumbs, man. <laughs> I'd watch porn the whole, well, which is fine. <laughs> I would, seriously. But, that's all I, would I mean. Do. I would sit back and watch porn while you. And but, and and so that you know that's what triggered. Like I know that you you'd mentioned like you even had mentioned like well could we bring other people on you know and do some stuff on our, our other social media and look the bottom look and, 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 and for again, the record like, I didn't mean the show I meant YouTube but that's besides the point continue go on. But my, my point is this like you know we've been asked before by people oh if you ever need somebody to come on or be a third person. The difficulty I have with 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 that, and and again, you know, you and I had a discussion about this, and it wasn't one. Of, we were in a band together for many years, in our in when we were young, and not that we're super old now, but I mean, like when we were basically kids. And you know how it is when you're a band in in a band in like your late teens, early twenties, where you you know it, you're taking it real super serious, and you have to really scrutinize every decision, and because you're gonna make it, you're gonna make it, you got to make all the right decisions. So everything is like life or death. So you know, I, I look back on that time, and I'm like, wow, I was a jerk sometimes about you know, and our other guitar player could probably attest to that. And you know, if if he comes up to see Armored Saint with us, I'm sure we'll joke around about that. Um, but you know, it's. Uh, it's but so I, I don't I don't want to do that with this show like I, I even told you I'm like look if you want to do stuff that's fine I said but the one thing I don't you know the one thing I don't personally want to do because I thought about doing some of my own independent stuff I always like the idea of the heavy metal hangover being Rex and Duff like this is our you know brand for lack of a better term and it's not just like Rex Duff and whoever the hell we feel like bringing that week you know because right. I, then it starts to be a little bit weird because you, you know, like it starts to be like, oh, I'm going to bring over somebody to talk about this. Oh, I'm gonna bring over. And, and it starts to be like almost a, a guest host every week. And one of the two of us is kind of like, OK, well, I'm going to take the week right. off. You know what I mean? Right. Well, which which is why. Well, anyway, I, to, to go back to what I was thinking was because I was like, well, you know, I don't want to change anything about the show. I, I'll explain kind of where this came from. 
I was like, well, I don't want to change anything about the show. Like, I don't ever want anybody else on this show. I was like, well, but, you know, a buddy of mine does a YouTube channel, and I'm going to stream live on his. Like, I don't know. Maybe we could stream it with ours. And, again, I, was, I even told you. I was like, I was thinking out loud. And, you know, you said that. And I was like, yeah, no, you, what, you know what? You're absolutely right. I was like, plus I got to thinking, here's the other half of it. I'm like, if I, if I go do a show with someone else, on a, not a show, but if I go and do an episode on someone's YouTube channel and it's me, I can go have a conversation. If Duff from the Heavy Metal Hangover is on that show, I, I have to be Duff from the Heavy Metal Hangover. W what I mean is I would be misrepresenting Duff from the Heavy Metal. It's not just I would be misrepresenting the show. I would be misrepresenting Duff from the Heavy Metal Hangover on that show. If I have a two-and-a-half-hour serious conversation, that it, it's weird. But point about it is this. Here, here's the reason I was getting at. It's because we... Look, you even said yourself, you're like, man, I'd love to, you know, whatever. You, you, you would love to have, like, a, you know, Duff do stuff about comics. And I'll go, hey, man, like, I like comics, but I don't, you know, I don't read them. Um, <clears throat> related to metal, not just well, like well, me doing, oh, here's a new X-Men hey. issue, you know. But again, my point is, dude, I'm going to add nothing. <laughs> I'm going to add nothing to the metal. Th that's not the point. The point I'm getting at is, you know, there's both stuff. We're like, wow, that would be fun um, if... You know, we could talk about that, but we also know the other person's not into it. And and that's cool. Again, that makes it fun. But when through this conversation, it sparked you to have what I think is a really cool idea. Um, and if you want to explain it, go ahead. Yeah. Like so what your idea you know, is. So, you know, a lot of times you'll send me music and, and I'll send you music and stuff like that. And it's just the same thing as what's happened with our listener picks. People will send us a listener pick. I'll maybe check out the track they sent us. I'll forget about it because I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with everybody listening. People send us music like constantly and I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. I really appreciate it. I'm just saying like I barely have time to keep up with with the records that I that I buy and I order what the records, records. the air records that I buy and order like I literally have a backlog of probably about 40 records that I haven't listened to yet. Now, not all of them are new, but. I, I literally like I, you know because you'll go to you'll go to a record sale and it's like oh you know two three bucks and you'll buy a stack of records you bring them home and then you realize it's gonna take me like two years to listen to these records I just bought so you know not only that but then there's a constant you know constantly new music coming out that you know by bands that I'm really super into so again I'm not saying stop sending us music that's not at all what I'm saying but the reason why we haven't done listener picks for a while has nothing to do with us not giving a crap about what you're sending us it has to do with just i'll listen to it and i'll just like i, I mean i got a job i i have responsibilities i own like, a you home know, <laughs> i own a home as the guy from uh, the breakfast club said the principal vernon said but you know it's so again you know we're gonna i'm really gonna make a conscious effort to like try and push us to do listener listener picks again um i well, promise and, and over, over out, the like, summer it might be a little bit easier flat out like that's also on me like I don't go on our social media enough, so I need to start making a conscious effort to look on it. You know, like I don't. I I just hate social media. You know, I know. So but I don't go on our page very often. So, so it's half my fault too. But. Yeah. So I mean, like, but you know, we we were good for a while, then. So, but we were, and it's one of those things where it turns into a habit. You know, like you don't. It's it's like going to the gym. 
you're real good for like the first month. You're you're there like three times a week. You're great. Then you're like, you know what? I, I just don't. I'm tired. I don't feel like it. And then you don't go. And then you don't go the next day. And then you don't go. That's kind of what happened with listener picks. It was just like, I don't have time to do that this week. And then the next week, it gets a little easier to say, I don't have time to do that. And it just gets so. And then eventually, you just kind of like forget to do it at all. Um, but I really and truthfully, I promise I'll make a conscious effort to do that again. So what 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 that triggered was. You know, because you and I obviously send each other a lot of mu- a music a lot of times, and I send stuff to you knowing damn well you may listen to like five seconds of it and shut it off. Same thing with you. You send me a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll check that out. I listen to like, you know, maybe I'll put it on in the background or something while I'm working or, you know, whatever. So I thought because you 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 had told me like you wanted to talk about more of the stuff that, that you're into that I'm not. And I, you know, of course, I'd be happy to do the same thing. I was like, let's do like a, I, I don't want to call it like maybe like the heavy metal hangover challenge where you give me an album and I give you an album. It's not going to be, I'm not purposely going to, I'm not going to say to you, dude, I want you to listen to Mortician's Hacked Up for Barbecue because I know you're, I'm like, they're, they're, you're not going to find anything about that. It's going to be painful for you to listen to that. Right. So, well, and, and it's the same thing where like, I, I'm, I'm not going to purposely give you something that I know you're going to hate. Well, and so well, I can tell you, like, when I – and we'll get into this. This is going to be fun. But, like, when I'm making – and we did we, we did this, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to there in a minute. I was thinking to myself, okay, the, the right things for me to challenge you with on this would be bands that I really like. It, it doesn't really serve a purpose if I'm not into them, right? Because one of the points is I want you to listen to something that I'm really into. But – it needs to be something where I want you to come back to me and say, it's not in my wheelhouse. Maybe it's not your favorite thing in the world. But I'm, I will not recommend you anything if I don't think there are aspects about it you you like or you even said appreciate. Right? Yeah, and, 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 you know, like even... And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not even expecting you to add the albums that I recommend to your iTunes. I'm not expecting you to ever even listen to them again. But one of the reasons why we did listener picks was we're like, we want to broaden our horizons. The challenge we sent out to our listeners was exactly that. Send us something you know we've never heard. And, you know, but but send us something that is is outside of what we listen to. Right. You know, maybe and, and- we'll hate it. Maybe we'll love it. But, but don't send us, hey... Here's another thrash album. Hey, here's another progressive metal album. You know, yeah. Because that doesn't, you know. Well, I and, and I, go I ahead. Say, I had a, I especially had fun when, and I can think of there, there's more. There's probably more than two, but I can think of two times when our listener pick was bands that we said we weren't into. And a listener got a hold of us and went, you know what? I want you to give them another chance, but I want you to listen to this record. I remember when the, the last Trivium album came out. Someone, one of our listeners it got a hold of us. It wasn't the last one. It was the one before. Well, whatever. Okay. Point being, a recent Trivium album. One of our listeners was like, hey, I know you guys said you knew who Trivium was. I know you said you listened to him back in the early days. I know you said you weren't into him. I want you to check this album out. It might give you a different appreciation for them. I got to tell you, I heard it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a quote-unquote great Trivium album. I just went, you know, that was kind of cool. Now, am I a Trivium fan now? No. 
I'm going to Vok and they're playing and I'm going to make sure I see them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm going to a festival. There's a, I'm going to try to go out. Of my, I'm going to try to see them. And I, and I wouldn't before. Dude, we wrote off cattle decapitation 20 years ago. And I know yep. why I did. And I know why I never got back into them. I would hear a song and man, not my thing. And again, one of our listeners told us, Death Atlas, like, hey, give this album, a, just just give this. Well, I guess, I mean, sometimes it's just the, it's the fresh ears, right? I yeah. mean, how many times have we talked about it? Sometimes it's fresh ears. Sometimes it's we heard the wrong thing. I mean, you, you say that all the time. You know, you're like, you never liked King Diamond until you heard, um, well, I, I don't, which one was, I don't remember which, what, what, um, was it? It was, I, I heard the portrait. Oh, was it the portrait? Okay. Which I don't remember. Well, Fatal heard. Portrait was the album, but the album, right, right, the right, song no, I heard, heard was the, song, the, the portrait. portrait. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so my point is that's part of this. Like, like I, I will say, you know, if, if either one of us can get the other one, the right album even better right yeah and but, sometimes uh, and sometimes i'll be honest with you like you know i think i think through this it's not going to be me challenging I'll, i'm going to find the album that's going to sell you on this band i think for me some of it and I th i'm sure and I, I think your pick in a lot of ways was this as well it's not that you think you're going to sell me on this band as much as I, i'm going to try and see if i can i can find something where you're going to say that's cool I'll probably never listen to it again, but I'm glad I listened to it at all. Well, and and you know the the, the first thing that I had, you know I had said, and and you went you went metal with this, and I did too. Um, but I, I've dude, I've told you before, I'm like, you know, actually, I can tell you, and maybe we'll do this later. But we were talking about the band Fear, um, the punk band Fear, and um, I was like, I know why I typically don't like punk. But that doesn't mean there aren't some records out there that you could find there. There wouldn't be things about it I could appreciate, you know. Um, now, I mean, again, if you hand me a Dead Kennedys record, you know I'm not going to like You're not going to give me a Dead Kennedys record. You know I'm not going to like it. You're not going to give me a punk record that sounds like the Dead Kennedys. You know I'm not going to like it. But, again, there might be a punk band that's closer to metal or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing out random examples. Um, so... Maybe we become believers. Maybe we become fans. Maybe we don't. Um, but I think two things happen. Number one, I think we accomplish the, you know, um, and, and I, I will explain exactly why I picked what I picked, and I have a few reasons. But um, I also think, too, it, it gives us an opportunity to talk about a band we don't. Excuse yeah. me. It gives us an opportunity. Tonight we are going to talk about two bands that we've talked about before, but here's the difference. Tonight, we're going to talk about two bands, not you're going to talk about one and I'm going to talk about the other. Because these are both bands that we have, we have each talked about, but separately. Like, we have not had a collective conversation about either one of these bands before. You've talked about yours, and I've talked about mine. We've never talked about them collectively. So that's kind of fun, too. Um, and, uh, you know, so so anyway, why don't we... Um, I'm going to let, I'm going to let you, I, I'm going to do the one you picked for me first. And, and I, and I only say that, um, because now well, th th there's reasons for it. Okay. So, um, Rex, why don't you do me a favor? Explain. Okay. So here's, here's what I'd like to do. Tell me what record you were, you, you recommended for me and why. And then I'm going to tell you. 
my overall thoughts, maybe likes, dislikes, pros, cons, that sort of thing. Um, so in my head, this is the way that this will make the most sense. So, so go ahead, explain what you picked and why you picked it. I mean, because, again, we're not just throwing random stuff. So, yeah, I mean, mine mine wasn't really pr- super premeditated because I originally was going to to tell you to listen to Fear's album, The Record. Um, but this album, actually, it, it was it was a couple fold. First of all, um, this actually wasn't a listener pick. It's something a listener recommended to me. It's a band named Ghoul. Um, there, there's a number of bands that through listener picks that have become bands that I really, really like. And, um, you know, cool. Ghoul is one of them. I just, I got their live album and I, I told you like their live album is a mixture of like Guar meets Avenue Q because they, they, they do voices like this and, and like, they do like comedy, like they're like Guar, they, they, you know, lower budget Guar in terms of they do like comedy and stuff during their set. So one of the reasons why I, I picked this is because, um, first of all, you know, I, I, it's a lot like Guar in terms of like the feel, like it's a little bit more extreme than Guar. Like they're a little bit thrashier than Guar, um, consistently. I know Guar's got some thrashy songs, um, but also like the humor aspect. And, and I, I sent you like visually the album, I sent you Dungeon Bastards by Ghoul. It was their last studio album. Um, it's, it's funny. You're a big board game aficionado and you know the the back of the album is actually you remember and I'm I'm explaining this to our listeners not necessarily explaining it to you because you've seen it so if you ever look at the back of this album it's hilarious you know back in the day like in the 90s and in the, in the 80s where you'd see like a whole bunch of kids like sitting around playing a board game and then you'd see the characters that they were supposed to be like standing behind them so like the kid that's a wizard would have a wizard standing behind him and they're kind of like rooting for him so they're inside of the album dungeon bastards is is an actual playable board game like you it's got rules everything you can actually open up the vinyl and play this board game um but on the back back cover is kids sitting around playing this board game and the guys from ghoul are like standing behind him the one guy's like got his fist up going like yeah and the one guy's like has his hands on top of his head like oh no and it's just hilarious so one of the reasons i thought of this album for you Musically, you know, it, it's on par a little bit with Guar in terms of it's funny, it's humorous, um, it's got some thrashy aspects in there, it's got some catchy hooks in there, it's got some things in there that I find getting stuck in my head, um, especially like riffs and drum wise, and um, I, you know, again, I, I felt like uh, that, but the gaming aspect is actually what made me pop, made it pop into my head. Um, is this a perfect album that's gonna you're gonna say, oh man, these guys are great and I'm gonna listen to everything they've ever done? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if you'll ever listen to them again. However, again, I felt it was I felt it was valuable in terms of like again, it was a funny album. It's like a humorous album. Um, you know, it's it, it they all by the way, Ghoul all wears hoods on stage. Um the the names of the bands are Cremator, Digester, Dissector, Fermenter. Um, so they all wear like hoods on stage, like, you know, and some of them have like blood splattered all over them. And, uh, you know, again, they play characters. So it's, you know, it, again, it's, it's in the style of like a low budget guar, I guess you could call it. But either way, um, what I like about the album again is there's a lot of catchy hooks. I remember when somebody recommended me this album, uh, I think it was, I can't remember exactly whom I, I think it was, um, bloody asylum i think it was our friends at the bloody asylum recommended this to me and i could be mistaken i apologize if i am um but when i was listening to it i i dug this album 
I tracked it down on vinyl. I listened to it, and then I went back and literally bought their entire discography on vinyl, like every single album they've ever released on vinyl, up and, up to and including their newest live album. So, you know, it's uh, again. Uh, I just wanted to introduce it to you. I think next, next, what I might, I have a couple things in mind and I'm not going to like say exactly what they are, but I think, I think I have a little bit of a theme in mind in terms of what I want to introduce you to. And I will warn people, and maybe this, I'm going a little outside of scope here. There's a lot of stuff that I might do picks that aren't metal. But when I say aren't metal, I'm not saying, oh, I want you to listen to MC Hammer, which I don't, I, I mean, I have Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him, but I'm just saying, I'm not going to step outside of the lo- the loud rock and, and and you know, metal-ish phase, but on the other hand, I think I might cheat a couple times and throw some, throw some, you know, crossover or something like that where it's maybe a little bit more punky. Because I think I can find something that's in the punk domain. And when I say punk, I'm, oh, I'm not talking about a British guy who gets up there and talks like this before the right. songs. Like I said, if you give me the dead Kennedys, I'm just going to turn it yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm talking along the lines of something like you said, like like DRI and that kind of stuff. So I'm going to see if I can do that. But in the meantime, Ghoul is what I picked. It's, it's just the first thing that popped into my head aside from fear and I felt like, you know, this is more metal. Fear is definitely a lot more punk, although I think you'd love the song Beef Baloney. Um, well, you know. Well, the the song is literally, you know, the chorus is, she just loves my beef baloney. And I'm like, why is that not your anthem? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that well, should Fear play when you enter a room. I should have written, but we're not going to go into that one, are we? Well, I mean, um, that should, when you when you enter the room, it should, she just loves my beef baloney. <laughs> Anyways, well, no, because when, right. when I when I when I walk into a when I go back home and I walk into a bar, you know, the first thing out of my mouth is tell everybody the I got perverts pictures back. of naked lady. <laughs> tell everybody the perverts back. Um, yeah, tell everyone the so, perverts back. So I, I um, I'll tell you my my thoughts on the record. I, I will. Um, Ugh. I listened to it a couple of times. Um, well, I did not mean to give you a longer album, and I don't know if you necessarily intended on giving me a really short one. Um, it's a, it's a short, it's a, like a 34 minute album. It's short. Uh, it is the um, nature of the beast. Yeah. I mean, so what? Here's okay. I, I'll give you my, 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 my couple of things that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, let me guess the vocals. No, 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 no. Actually, that's really? not a good way to put it. There's actually nothing about this record I didn't like. I, I believe there's actually nothing about this record I didn't like. I I will tell you some things that I don't know. Um, th- th- I, I what what I what I think were weaker on the record. Um, vocals. I really like half of them. I really like the. Okay, so th- there's like four different vocal styles on here. Yeah, there's like. The, the the death there's that one then there's like straight up like old school crossover thrash metal do you know what i mean where it's yeah. like more like talking then yeah, it's, it's like scott ian style backup vocals right then there are and, and and look i know thrash bands always have gang vocals but they have really loud gang vocals and they do them a lot and then there's the other it's like it's like a uh, a higher, scratchier voice. Uh, Chuck Schuldiner, more like. Am I making sense? Yeah. Um, 
The I well, every member th- of the band does vocals. So. Okay. The I actually thought. The, well, the only weird thing for me was that they were it, now that see okay now that you tell me every member of the band does vocals, see that makes me not knowing that on the record is why I felt the vocals sometimes felt disjointed when I thought they were cool. So had I you know what I'm had I had I known that they were all doing vocals, it would have made more sense in my head. I did I just didn't love the 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 traditional death vocals on it only mm. because I thought the other ones were way cooler. Mm. Um. In other words, I, it, it's not that I disliked the death vocals. I just was like, man, just don't do that. The other ones are way cooler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm serious. I just thought the yeah. other ones were way cooler. Um, the, 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 two other things that, that I kind of was that – I, that I'll, I'll say in the, in the closest thing to a negative I will say about this record. I felt like – the the fun that I saw on the record, I I felt like I didn't walk away from the album with the fun that I got from the band, but that might just be recording. <clears throat> what I mean by that is you were talking about how they're like they're silly and like guar. I didn't get that from the record, which means if I hear the, I guess I'm saying like maybe I would get that off the live album. I didn't get oh, yeah. that off this. They record. do like skits during the live album, right? And okay, stuff. because that I get. I was just looking at it, going, "Man, like if this band was funny and stuff, like I just didn't get it off the record." Um, but do you want to know what my biggest disappointment of the record is? There's <sighs> one thing that killed me. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. The fact that the song "Ghetto Blasters" is so good <laughs> that it blows the rest of the album after it away. <laughs> it's called a ghetto blaster. <laughs> 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 um, no, well, first of all, there's that. But what I'm saying is, like, the first track is called Ghetto Blaster. And the second half of the song is an instrumental. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, no trouble, yeah. That first track on the record is the best riffs on the whole damn album. And I'm not putting the rest of the record down. See, what, what, for, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk no, about no, it after me, you talk about it. It's like, dude, it is this big, like, these are big ballsy mid-tempo like riffs that were stuck in my head and I was I wanted more of that on the record like that it, it left me want okay I guess I would say this it left me wanting more of the humor and it left me wanting more of that that's not really a negative it just I mean like I wanted more of those two things I wanted more of the humor and I wanted more of the riffs on that first track I don't know if I'm making sense okay yeah no um, I get it that being said, I like the record a lot. I think Blood and Guts is a killer song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ghoul Lunatics is really cool. We Guitar Mageddon is really cool. Guitar Mageddon is one of my favorites on the track. And that's an I, instrumental, like, too. So I, I would walk away from this record, and here's my feeling. My feeling is that I like this band... I want to hear more of them, though. And I say that because I'm not entirely sure my verdict is out on the band. Um, like, like you, you talk about the live record. I want to hear the live album. because, like, I, The I, live album's uh, really funny. Well, I just, I feel like, I feel like that's there, and I kind of want to hear it now. So maybe if I listen to the live record, it'll fill in all the blanks. In other words, like, 
I really, really liked this record. <clears throat> I would absolutely listen to it again. What so, what would make me like it a lot more might be if I had the live record and I got a little bit more of that. But, I mean, a record like this, I mean, dude, it's 35 minutes and it's just wall to wall, which is good. But it just, I, I maybe I just need a bigger – I probably just need the live album. Um, so that, that's not a negative at all. I thought this record was really cool. It is – I will say it's way more your kind of thrash metal than mine. Yeah. Um, clearly like i'm listening to it's going well i see why you like it you know <laughs> the, the 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 style of the style of thrash metal riffs well that that's the proof of it my favorite riffs are in the first track dude i was scared to god like i just i i hear the first track and then the second one starts i'm like ah oh, where'd that go <laughs> like i'm serious and if you don't know what i'm talking about listen to the record like that 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 was the difference for me was i was like man like it went from the kind of thrash that I was like really into to it was like all right no this is more more of more of Rex's thing so well, well you know what it had it had a very SOD March of the March of the told, SOD it was, feeling it was March of the SOD right out of the gate no I agree with you I was trying to think what it sounded like you're right it was March of the SOD the one hundred percent um it it uh but well <laughs> what's funny about it is. I kind of have the same feeling about SOD, if I'm being fair. <laughs> SOD has March of the SOD, and then everything else is just kind of silly. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, that song has that amazing riff in it, and everything else is just, you know, silly. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it, it, it left me feeling like I wanted some more of the riffs in that first track, and I, I wanted to get some of the humor that I know is there. I just didn't get it by hearing it. Maybe if I had the record in front of me, maybe if I was reading the lyrics, maybe if I had the rest of the package, I would have got it. I just was like, man, where's the... It, well, the record came off more serious than I think it is. I don't know if that makes... I, again, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, I mean, it's funny I'm, because... If it's I'm saying one, it right, but... They're one of those bands where if you know who they are, you kind of pick up on some of the subtle humor and stuff like that. Because a lot of the things they're singing about, it's not like, can't. so when they sing about, you know, violence and things like that, they're not singing about it the way Cannibal Corpse sings about it. They're singing about the way Guar sings about it. And and so I guess you do need a little bit of that context to kind of make, you know, to connect the dots. And, you know, it's something I didn't know about the band until I, I got more into them. Um, the live album really does like connect those dots, though, because like I said, the live album is hilarious. Uh, live in the flesh, it's called. It came out uh, a couple years ago, um, and, it, and I mean, they, like I said, they do full blown skits and stuff during the show um, where they talk to one another, and you know, it it like so they have a whole backstory too. Like if you li if you like read the liner notes for the album, they're from uh, Ghoul. I think it's and I, I might be Creepsylvania. Yep. I'm looking at splatter thrash for like right now and like all that how like there's so much cooler stuff going on. Well, I mean, I guess honestly though, you don't listen to Guar because you necessarily think their music's the best ever written. Yeah, you listen to Guar because there's more there. Um, like I, dude, I'm even reading more about about Ghoul and I'm like, dude, th this stuff is really cool. I would probably love this band. I just didn't get that by just listening to the record. Yeah, like they're from a place called like Creepsylvania. So I mean, basically, you could in theory say they're a little bit of a Guar. You know, I don't want to say rip off, but you could definitely hear them being highly influenced by Guar. Um, so it's yeah, but but um, 
you know, you're right. Guitar Mageddon's awesome. I love that track. Um, there's something Abominox is another one of my favorites. Galunatics. You're right. I love like the, the We Are Galunatics. You know, I love that that uh, um, Shred the Dead is another one I love so much. I mean, this album was really I, I was really happy to to be you know be turned on to these guys. And it's funny. The one thing I love about Ghoul, and th- this is a lo- more of like kind of an overreaching thing. They released a 10 inch called Hang Ten. And sometimes you hear it in some of their early albums. You don't hear it as much on Dungeon Bastards, but on some of their early albums, especially on Hang Ten, they actually managed to bring like surf into Thrash, which you know I'm a huge surf fan. For those of you who don't know, um, surf, um, surf Nicaragua. Yes, you know I love surf music. Um, Certain types of surf music, and and by surf music I don't mean the Beach Boys. I mean like Dick Dale, uh, the Ventures, like stuff like that is what I dig. You know the high reverb, you know, you know, pipeline type stuff. Um, you know, so I love that stuff. I love uh, Psycho Billy. You know, like the cramp, the cramps. Uh, you know, a little bit of Reverend Horton Heat, but more so the cramps. You know, I love that kind of stuff because. I mean, I love the old, I love oldies. I love, um, you know, Buddy Holly is one of my favorite musicians of all time. I could seriously, you put on an, uh, a 50, late 50s compilation, I'll listen to it all day. Um, literally, I could sit there and listen to it all day. Um, and, and I love, that's what I love about like Surf and, 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 and Psycho Billy is it brings back a lot of that sound. Um, I even like the Stray Cats, you know, and they, they have that, they have Rockabilly. I don't generally like Rockabilly as a whole. Um, but you know, stray cats, I like, you know, and like I said, you get into psycho Billy. My whole point in saying that was one of the things that turned on, turned me on to ghoul was they brought some of that sound into thrash and into like, you know, a death metal, like thrash slash death sound where I, I really dug that. And, and it's something, it's something that in my music, like when I sit down to write stuff, it's something I've been trying to figure out how to do. Because I love surf and that kind of stuff so much, I think to myself like, how can I incorporate that into thrash? Like, you know, because I I like that sound. Like, what what can I do to bring it in? And they did it. So um, that's one of the things I really dig about Ghoul. And you know, it's you know, I don't know. Like, it's the the album itself. It, you know, dungeon going back to Dungeon Bastards is. I, I, you're right. It, it just from you know what you were saying about it before. It's 35 minutes long, and it's it doesn't stop. Like there's no low point in the album. And, and I we I talk about this sometimes with other albums where it's like sometimes a lot of people get hung up on this idea of like oh it's a short album. It's a short album. You know I, I remember Bloodletter when they released their Under the Dark Mark album. You know at the time they were an unsigned. You know, I think I think they're still unsigned. I'm not sure they might be signed now. Either way. I said like this album is so short, but I I don't I'm I, the only part about the fact that it's short that I hate is that there's not more of it, and the reason I say that is because I don't care when an album's short if that 35 minutes just is nonstop. I think a Rain and Blood is a perfect example. I know you're not a huge fan of Rain and Blood, Duff, yeah, but so what? but my point is everybody cites that album as like 30 minutes of just nonstop. It's it's like 30 minutes of chainsaws in your face. Well, yeah, I mean, like, but how many how many albums out there are long because it's all filler, right? And that's exactly it. Like, do I mean, you need those tracks it's, it's, in the? Go it's ahead. It's one thing. No, sometimes records need tracks to make to give it a mood, right? Sometimes they need stuff to give it a mood. Slayer wants you to have a certain mood when you listen to it, and that mood is there's not stuff in the middle of it, right? 
I mean, you look know, at their shows. Their live record, shows. A Slayer record is where, you know, you don't wait for the pizza boy to knock on the door, deliver the pizza, and accidentally, you know, she forgot her money, so he has to bang <laughs> her to pay for it. No. Slayer gets you right to the banging. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, Sl- Slayer just cuts the story out. Um, yeah, yeah, Slayer the part, takes the, the story The part out, that you yeah. fast forward. Um, you, you you play track one and she's already gagging. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, she. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't need the sound effect. Um, no, but oh, I mean, like, that's true, exactly though. it. Like, there there are those bands that, like, you know, I'd rather have 35 minutes of of nonstop action. Yes, there are some. There are some of there are some bands that you're right. They do benefit from that that build up. Hey, and how many how many times have I said like, Cradle of Filth albums are better because of that first track that you know i always say i hate like lead-ins and stuff but dude a part of the mood to a cradle of filth album is that two or three minute track before the album starts now i like that it's a separate track so you can skip it but no it adds to the record listen to any cradle of filth album it adds to the record without it you don't get the right mood sometimes it needs to be there but sometimes sometimes you just you know you well, want to get in, get out, quit effing about, you know. Well, for I'll give an example too. Like there's a, there's a track off Vader's album Tibby et Igni, and it's called "The Eye of the Abyss." And normally I hate those like tracks, like where they lead in and they do like the whole "We're gonna put some slow chorus in here," like oh, you know, in the th- like thunder claps, and it goes on for a minute, but. For some reason, that song, you're right. It absolutely adds to it. Why? In the middle of the song, they bring it back, but they, they don't bring it back, meaning everything goes away. It means they bring it back and incorporate it in. So it takes that intro piece and it just makes it a more complete composition. It's one of my favorite tracks, favorite Vader tracks altogether, The Eye of the Abyss. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. Um, but you're right. So like normally I'd say six minutes and 45 seconds the song is. Normally, I'd look at it and be like, ah, man, that song would be so much cooler if they would have chopped off the intro. But to be honest with you, I don't think the track would be cooler. So a song like Hell Awaits by Slayer, it's arguable because I've always kind of been annoyed by the join us, join us, join us, because it just goes on too long. You know what I mean? Like up until it goes, welcome back. Now, I get it. The first time you're listening to the album, you're like, oh, man, it's totally set in the mood. Like, I know I'm listening to a Slayer album. It's making you all, you know, it's got the creepy sound effects and like the, the guitar is wailing and everything. But and when you just want to listen to Hello, but when you just want to listen to Hello Waits, it's annoying. You know, I mean, right. that that's how I feel. Look, you know, other people are going to like tell me I'm, I'm nuts and I'm stupid or whatever. I don't care. But when I just want to listen to I don't need a minute of join us, join us, join us. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't need a minute of that. I want to be able to just go right into the. It, it, it can be it. The, the right answer to that is what's right for the music it, right. it, itself. You know, and it, 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 certain bands, certain bands are more about mood setting and about anticipation, right. you know. Um, but I think some bands overdo it. I, I, of course they do. Like when we saw Demo Borgir do it, did I need like five minutes of like lead in track? By that point, you've already lost me. Well, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I've always said how I love the album Astro Creep 2000. It's, it's an amazing record. 
some of the lead-ins to songs, I think, make the song better. Yeah. Some ruin I the zombie. damn thing. Some yeah, ruin I z- the damn thing. Yeah. I, I Zombie is an awesome lead-in <laughs> where she puts on the record, and, you know, you hear, like, the... I think that's really cool. The beginning... Perhaps you better start from the beginning. Like, I, again, if I want to listen to, you know... Uh, uh, we all go down for the sacrificial moment. song. Yeah, that's an but album you have to listen to like it two minutes of perhaps your best start from the beginning. <laughs> like if he did it for 20 seconds, I'd be cool with it. Not two minutes. And, and again, I get it too. The first time you listen to that album, it's a different experience than the 30th time you listen to that album. Meaning the first time you put on Astro Creep, it's it it really does set the stage. It really does like add to the experience. But again, like you also have to think about like you know everybody's not going to listen for the first time. Again, I know there's people out there who disagree with us. I know that there's people out there saying, "Oh, Hello Waits is crap without the intro." Um, you know, the Astro Creep is crap without that without that first two minutes and whatever. Fine. I always liked what Cradle of Filth did. And that they made it right. a skippable track. Like I, I, bands I, they, started they do doing right. that, you know. They and 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 you know, Cradle of Filth is a band that oftentimes it's not popular to like them. And damn it, I think they do a lot of things right. I mean, I've seen it like Cradle of Filth is a band for people who want to say they like black metal. I don't think they're black metal. I think they're Cradle of Filth. And damn it, I think they do a lot of things right. And that's why I was saying before, like their lead in makes the album better, but it's a separate track, so you can skip it when you want to. I I love it. I yeah. love that they do that. And and you know, my comment about the record being short, I, I don't I don't think it should have been longer. I just felt right. bad that I gave you an album that was longer. That part <laughs> wasn't intentional. But the the fact that it was long well, like I purposely wouldn't give you an, an album with thirty five minute long songs. You know what I mean? Well, I did that once, but uh, the one time I was like the, the the album Crimson by Edge of Sanity. I'm like it's one song. It's like 45 minutes, but but really trust me on this one because it doesn't feel like it. And you know that's different. But um, no, so, I, just, I, I I just felt bad that it was short because I'm like, well, you know, I'll listen to it twice. Uh, but no, so well, long, no, long and, story and I, short, I listened I listened to the album you signed me like two or three times. Actually, I, I put it on. I put it on, and I actually gave it a I gave it a initial listen. I gave it a background listen, and then this afternoon I gave it an actual. I'm gonna pay attention well, to the tracks. Listen, you know what I mean. And and I, and I will say this: um, I will do that more in the future when you give me something that I have to. I, I didn't have to do that with this record because yeah, it's not really far outside of my wheelhouse. It's it's not. I mean, it's not. It's it's more like they'd be a band you'd like more than me, but. Um, honestly, if I if I if, uh, see and I'm looking I'm looking up other stuff about him, I'm going. That's just the stuff I didn't experience just listening to the record. All of the fun stuff that they're doing would make me really love the band. I just didn't get it in the listen. But so th- this wasn't one I had to put a lot of like thought into. It was more like, dude, it's a fast thrash album. I just was disappointed that the whole album didn't sound like the first song. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and I wanted the humor that I knew was there. I just, you know, what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go listening to everything else by them. I was just trying to listen to just this. Now yeah. I do. I want to go listen to the rest of their stuff. 
And I, when, I would listen I, to their live album. If you listen to their live album, you'll get a real good feel for who they are. And then I think the other stuff, it's like I said, it'll, it'll all make sense yeah, more. Yeah, no, dude, once it clicked, once, once the other stuff makes sense, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I will say you, you, you made it, you made this one really easy on me because it was, um, you know, it, it's a cool record. Um, now, all right, so let me explain the one I gave you. And um, interestingly, the reasons I recommended this one to you are n- none of them are the reasons why I like them. <laughs> so, um, and also, when your, your initial re- re- instinct was to go with an album by Fear. Um, you ended up doing Ghoul, which was a little different. But when you were going Fear, I was like, all right, well, you're going in that direction. I'll, I'll pull it back in the other direction. And what... Um, I spent a little bit longer figuring out which album to pick, but the band was my kind of instant. It was my first instinct, and, I, and I'll tell you what I gave you. So I gave you The Black Halo by Camelot, and there's a reason for it. Um, so what do I like about Camelot? They're one of my favorite bands. I mean, really one of my favorite bands. Some of my favorite vocals... I mean, if I were to make, like, top ten favorite vocalists in metal, Khan makes my top ten list. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of his singing. I bought the last, um... Khan! I bought the last Star One record solely because he was on it. Um, that's not true. I mean, uh, Britney Slays made the whole album. Uh, her track's the best one on it. But what 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 made me willing to pay more money for the vinyl, I wouldn't have normally spent that much, but I was like, dude cons on it like i i love his vocals um and you know i like how they're they're not really power metal but they're they're dark they're not gothic that's a wrong word to give them but they've got a lot of like darkness to their music and i really really like that um and you know you mentioned you're like they're 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 kind of theater ish uh, yeah, um, even less that the band is, the vocals are, <laughs> you know, and their current singer, w- even way more than Khan, their, their current singer, Tommy, could straight up be on Broadway. So, absolutely, that's why I love the band. Vocals caught me before the band ever did. That's not why I recommended it to you. I, I recommended it to you for, here's a really, it's a really weird, the first reason. And this is odd. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I thought of them so instantly. You were telling me you want to go to Record Store Day, which actually, that's today, isn't it? Um, yes, technically, you, yes. You wanted to go to Record Store Day because of a Billy Idol record, right? Like the band that Billy Idol was in? Uh, Generation X, yeah. The first thing that came to mind is the fact that Roy Kahn, the, sing- the singer for Camelot, totally reminds me of Billy Idol. The, the, there is a Billy Idol tone in his voice. And you were talking about Billy Idol, and I was like, you know what? I all and maybe you didn't hear this at all in it, but I've always heard a bit of Billy Idol in Roy Khan. So I was like, well, you're talking about Billy Idol. Damn it, I'll give you the guy who I think reminds me a little bit of Billy Idol. I know it, that sounds like a weird thing to say. If you put them side by side, you're going to go, oh, I don't hear the similarities. There's just something about his tone that I, I've always heard some Billy Idol in it. So that's the first one. The second reason is. Khan's, uh, I believe he's from Norway, um, so he's not an American. But Camelot was a Florida, ba- they were a Tampa, Florida band. They they started out in the late 80s in Tampa. They were a Morris Sound Studios band. 
they started out, you know, surrounded by all of the other Morris, all the other Tampa bands. So you had, you know, they were around the death metal bands, right? But here's the interesting thing about Tampa. In Tampa, you had the famous obituaries, Morbid Angel, and I know there was a Charlotte North, but basically Morbid Angel and even Sepultura for not being an American was right down there with the, with the and you know, Cannibal Corpse from Buffalo, but they ended up down there in, in Tampa. You also, however, you had Sabotage who were from Tampa. You also had Iced Earth down in Tampa. So they were one of those bands that was in there, and so they got Thomas Youngblood, at least, the main guy in the band, was in that mix with all of those guys. And I point this out because I don't even know exactly what genre to put them in. For me, when I think power metal, I think Hammerfall. But, you know, whatever. Symphonic, prog, power, whatever the hell you want to call them. What I, what I like about Camelot is... When you first hear them, you might not hone in on it. But the reason I wanted to use them was I was like, you know what? Not only is there a little bit of Billy Idol in the vocals, I said, but if you isolate those guitar tracks, there's some heavy as balls guitar track. I'm like, there are some straight up heavy as balls riffs on this record that to me are heavier riffs than it makes sense for that band to have. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense, but... I'm like, if you listen, because I know you, you tend to like hone in on, on guitar riffs. And I'm like, there's some damn really heavy ones on here. Some are like tremolo picking fast stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you can, every once in a while, you can tell that they were around all those old Florida guys. Um, so that's kind of why I picked them. And those, like I said, those aren't the reasons why I like, I, I like Camelot because I love their songwriting, but I, I love, I love their use of melody and I love the vocals. Um, and I will tell you though, the, oh, oh, and the other reason was because the album is basically kind of roughly based on Faust. Now I will also throw out though, the, the problem with Camelot, I, I knew it was the band I wanted to do, but I struggled over which album to have you listen to. And I, and I'll say this, there's a reason for it. The black halo, which is the one I gave you is generally considered their greatest work. But it's kind of sort of also part two. <laughs> the album before it, Epica, is really like the first half. And I was like, ah, whatever. So anyway, that's why I picked it. And I didn't mean to over-explain. Um, but point being, there was a handful of reasons I gave it to you. And it wasn't just, I like Camelot and I think you should listen to him. Because that was not the point. I just thought there were some things about them that I thought made them a good pick for you. Anyway, I'll shut up now. Uh, okay. Uh, let me think here. So, you know, this type of what, what would you can what would you call this power metal or symphonic I, I, dude, metal? I don't. I don't. They're. I, I don't know what they're called. I mean, power metal's probably like the the overall term, but they're they're like symphonic prog. I don't know. You know, there, there, there's too much going on for them to not be something in the Prague area. It's not wanky, but the, there's just there's so much stuff going on musically that they almost Prague. 
It's very symphonic. I guess it's power metal. But with a name like Camelot, you think, when I ride against the wind with the glory of the kings to defeat, to defeat our, our evil, evil enemies. They're not that. They're very much not that. You know, their name Camelot, you would think, but they're, they're, they are not Hammerfall and Rhapsody of Fire. So I don't know what the hell I would call them. If you want to say power metal, be my guest. I don't know. I'm going to Google them and see because I don't even know what they call themselves. I have no idea. Um, so, like, the, the the thing I generally... Oh, yeah, look. It, it, it says power metal band from Tampa, Florida. But I, 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 I'm only weird about that because I guess, I guess power metal is like doom where there's like a hundred different types of doom metal. Well, maybe there's a hundred different yeah. types of power metal. I don't know. Anyway. Could be. So, like, the, the thing about this type of music, so I think what I originally sent you was it sounds like a... It sounds like a Broadway show recording soundtrack. Me and what what and and, and I'm probably gonna maybe I just pissed off a whole bunch of Camelot fans, but what I, I what I meant by that was, you. if you were to say to me, "Oh yeah, they did a Broadway show and this is the soundtrack," I would have believed you. Yeah. Um, because and I, the I, that's not an insult. The reason well, why is because this one, you, I mean, it's a concept record, so it's gonna. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is it's a concept record. It's got a coherent story throughout. So you actually can kind of say they did a very good job of making it feel like. So the one thing I've always said, one thing I've always said that like I like about music is or particular music is when the when the music. So if you're trying to tell a story, when the music does a better job of telling the story than than the lyrics and the album, I always cite. Or even the source materials. Uh, but the album I always cite is something like The Dark Saga by Iced Earth. I have read, you know, prob I read Spawn up into like the 130s. It's, I think it's somewhere around 300 now. But I mean, I literally read like 10 years worth of Spawn comic books. Um, I'm very familiar with the story. But that album, in my opinion, did a better job of making me feel the story than all the comics, cartoons, movies, anything. Like when I listen to the Dark Saga, I actually it, it elicits an emotional response that isn't always there when I read the story or watch the story like in another format. This kind of I don't want to say elicited an emotional response, but I kind of felt like I was listening to a story because the way the tracks flowed together, the way that they and I didn't read the lyrics I did do some research on the album only enough to find out that it was a continuation of their previous album. Um, and it does tell a coherent story throughout. Right. Um, you, you told me, you told me briefly it was based on Faust. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I only didn't give you the record before it because I was trying to give you, honestly, I was trying to give you the one with the most like, well, the heaviest it, guitars in it. So it, I picked this it one. It wouldn't have impacted my, you know, it wouldn't have, you know, meaning, I, I didn't lose out anything by not hearing. No, no, I don't think you it. did either. But you know, um, but no. What I was gonna say though was, so you know, I, I, you're right. I did like the first three tracks. I really, really liked. Um, the middle, I said, the middle. I, you know, I again, this isn't a criticism. The middle is to me where it starts getting really heavy into like the drama aspect yeah. of it. What I would say, act two. Well, because you get, remember, there's the interludes, right? Yeah, it's like it's after the first interlude, before the second interlude. That's where it gets. You know, it's act two, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. I was listening to it going, dude. Track six is gonna lose them. <laughs> My first thought was track six is gonna lose them. 
you know, so track six didn't make me say, oh, I'm going to turn this crap off or whatever. It, uh, it, it, it was just like, okay, well, I, I, I guess I kind of, um, see where they're going with this. Um, so, but yeah, it did no, go in a different act direction. One and act three are way better than act two. I, yeah. I, the only thing that almost made me not pick this record was literally was, I'm like track six. I was like, I can make the case that every song in this record has awesome guitars, except for that one. <laughs> that, that track loses me though. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I just love their vocals, track six loses me too. But like the haunting, I enjoyed. March of Mephisto, I enjoyed. Serenade, I, I, if I remember right, that's that I enjoyed. Um, you know, and, and again, like you're right, there was a lot of good guitar, good to go to that, good guitar parts on there. The the problem I always have with power metal is not, has nothing to do with the singing. It has not. Well, I'll talk about I'll talk about the problems I have with power metal, and they're not problems that I think need to be corrected. They're just where I kind of fall off. Similar to how you were talking about how. The, the 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 types of vocals it's in power metal the the part that i always have trouble with is matt barlow would be like uh, you know matt matt barlow would say like look at the pain around me the problem i have with power metal vocalists is they're always like I went to the way and went down in a hair. You know, oh, yeah, like he overperforms. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what I mean. Roy Khan over. I mean, he he. Well, what's funny? What's funny is when Matt Barlow was a nice turf, they were called a power metal band. Yeah, um, that that was funny. But no, no, I, he Roy is a very, very, very well, dude. Actually, I, I, you know what's funny that you said that? I'm not trying to cut you off, but what you said about that was it's interesting because. You, I mean, I, maybe I'm completely crazy, but when I hear Roy Khan from Camelot and I hear Matt Barlow and Iced Earth, and what they are to me is two guys that spawn from Jeff Tate of Queensryche where Matt was the more reserved side of Jeff and Roy Khan is Jeff Tate when he's doing vocal acrobatics. Do you know what I mean? Like, like he's the more uh, animated side of not okay. Roy doesn't hit a million high notes. That's not my point. But um, actually, Matt have Matt had the bigger range. But no, no, dude, it's straight like listening to how it Jeff sounds Tate, like a Broadway like, show. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and, uh, what's funny? Seriously, if you heard their new singer Tommy, who is by the way, I always say I don't really love modern Camelot. I just think it's because the albums are kind of weak, dude. Their new singer, way more than Roy, could be straight up on Broadway. He might as well be on Broadway, and, and I mean that as a compliment. But dude, he's a straight up Broadway singer. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that that you know, and I know it's a fine line. It's a really oh, fine sure. line. Sure. You know, like uh, between a singer who like sings and then a singer who perform. Like and 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 that that that's that's always what's turned me off about a lot of the power metal bands. Is you know I'm not terribly into like Broadway and and yeah. performing and stuff like that. I, whatever if it's your thing i don't care i mean you and i've been friends for 25 years and i've never once made you made fun of you for being a theater kid even even though it was like my responsibility as a as a jock i, I totally never <laughs> well I, no i mean look i mean it's it's the same thing where like i i know that the reason i got into camelot was because of roy Kahn's vocals yeah that's what made me everything else i just happened to really like but i did want to mention 
I can I I, I can overlook that. Like that's a minor thing. Like that's not sure. something. It's just one of those things where in power metal, I've, when I'm listening to a band, I hear somebody doing that, and I'd be like, "Yep, they're power metal." And the other, the only other thing I say about power metal, and it's not it's not exclusive to this album. Of course, it's the keyboards. And when I say the keyboards, it's you know, and and it's totally a product of the symphonics type of stuff, where it's just. I think sometimes they overdo the keyboards. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, there, there are parts of this album I'm listening to thinking to myself, this part would actually be so much cooler if they would stop the keyboards. Well, you know what I you mean? Know, it, it's the same way where like, and I know you're familiar with, clearly I know you're familiar with the band, but it's the same reason. It's a lot of the same reasons and I'll be honest with you. And, and I'm not going to pick this band only because I did Camelot. So there's no reason to pick this band. But it's the same reason why it's well. I'll put it. This way. It's the same grouping of reasons why it's not that you don't like Nightwish, but I can't see you sitting around listening to Nightwish all day. I know you like Flora Jansen. I know you think she's got a great voice, but I can't see you listening to to, 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 to Nightwish all day because a lot of what you just said about Camelot is Nightwish does that too. There is power metal is, you know what I mean? I don't know what the hell they are, but they're the same kind of way. You know, they've got a lot of the keyboards. They've got a lot of that epic stuff. A lot and of I those... don't hate keyboards, by the no, way. No, I know it's, you don't. It's one of those things where it's just sometimes I'm like, you know, again, like I'm, I'm, I listen for guitar riffs. So sometimes yeah. when the keyboards start drowning out the guitar riffs, I'm like, all right, guys, why don't you, why don't you bump it back a couple notches, you know? But but again, it's actually a very minor thing. So the thing, well, the things no, I'm it's bringing up, it's a stylistic up, thing. It's just stylistic things. Yeah, they're not yeah. they're not like showstoppers. Like they're not turn this sh- stuff. <laughs> well, it was the same thing I said about Ghoul. It was like, dude, there's a lot about this I like. There's just you know, like man, I wish. Um, well, like like hey man, right at the beginning of the Ghoul record, they went into a blast beat, and I went, oh god. Now they almost never did it through the record, right? They really don't. They didn't do many blast beats on the record. But the fact that they did it like 10 seconds of the first song, I was like, oh, man, don't tell me you're going to waste the whole record doing blast beats, um, which they didn't. And I was very thankful that they didn't. Um, but again, that's not an like blast beats. And dude, I don't hate blast beats. I, I hate that they're overused. But like, you're right. Sometimes there's just stuff where I'm like, man, I, I would like it better if they didn't. But I'm not. So I agree with you. You know, you know. You you don't you don't necess- you don't want you don't want to change the genre. It's just you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but again, there's got to be the, stuff the, that you're not. That, that's the point of this. Is like you know, again, like it's it's and it's funny because when you listen to this stuff, you, you listen to it and you think to yourself, I would like this more if it was something that I liked. You know, if that makes any sense well, to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it doesn't mean you don't like it. You're just thinking to yourself, like, man, if they would just sound like every other piece of music that I liked. This would be so much better. And the funny thing about that is it's so counterproductive in terms of getting into new music to think like that. Um, but no, overall, before, you know, I know I've said a lot of negatives, but I will say some, I will say this. Overall, I enjoyed listening to the album. I don't think I would have listened to it two or three times if I didn't enjoy listening to it. So, you know, it, it's definitely, you know, I, I, it does pull you in. It reminds me, and, and when I say it reminds me, I don't mean stylistically or even sound wise but it reminds me a lot of when you when you got me listening to symphony x um because it it was it was like one of of those albums where i was actually surprised you know when i think of some symphonic metal or when i think of this type of power metal i totally think of like like i said 
I totally think of a guy and he sings like this and he sings about elves and he sings about wizards. You know, like, I think of that. I think of, you know, that's what I think of. I don't generally think of actually really good guitar riffs, really good musicianship. Um, and, and, and there are some is like straight up, like they're straight up prog. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I well, know, but I'm saying cool like, too, is like they're straight up as bad as dream theater from a technical perspective, just they actually write songs that you can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's helpful. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is helpful. But what I mean, what I meant was, though, is like there's actually a lot of great riffs that I would put on par with some of the stuff I heard in Symphony X in this album. Um, like I said, I liked uh, I liked the 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 first track, March of Mephisto. Uh, the Haunting was a really good track. You you had mentioned to me like that that's the track that that like really turned you on to this album, and I was oh, actually yeah. listening to it when you said that, and I was the actually song, thinking to myself, this is a really good song. It's got Simone Simons yeah. from from Epica doing it, which clearly she's easy on the eyes. <laughs> I wish she was easy, but you know, <laughs> we can't be that lucky. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm not. No, you're but not. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Simone Simons is 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 amazing. They they do other songs together. There's actually a live version of this from 2006 where they perform it together. I mean, it like Roy Roy Khan's vocals. He gives me chills, man. I I, I love the way he sings, um, but. Yeah, no, dude, there's tracks on this record that I could listen to all day. Um, but, uh, you know, again, that's why I, w I was going into this going like, look, I'm aware, like you said yourself, like there, there's just things about that style of music that just aren't your thing. And I was like, all right, I know that that exists. I'm like, but I, I also, well, it's that kind of like if you can get past 10%, the other 90 you'll like. You know, as long as that 10% yeah. isn't a big 10%. You know, yeah. like for me, like like I said, I could listen to a crossover record if I can listen to the vocals. I can't listen to it if the vocals are so bad. If they're if they're cello piano, I'm gonna hate every second about it. But I'll give you an example. I know I know it's because we mentioned them, you know, uh, 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 earlier. You know, you might you might take a crossover band where suicidal tendencies, for example. It's not the kind of vocals that I'm into. I don't think they need to change because I think it's right for the style of music. They're not the kind of vocals I'm into, but they're not going to turn me away from listening to it. You know what I mean? It's it. It's the one thing I'm like, well, I look crossover. I get it. That's kind of like what crossover vocals are. Like I'm cool. You know, they're going to have some guitar riffs that are kind of like punk. It's like, well, I'm not into that, but clearly I don't want them to change that. You know, yeah, as and long then, as there's no big like, this is gonna make you never like this. Um, but that, honestly, it, it, it would have been them or you know, um, uh, Cam well, Camelot came to my mind because of the Billy Idol thing. But honestly, it was like it's, it's gonna be Camelot or Never or, or Nightwish um, because they both have both of those bands have stuff in it that I I saw you liking. Um, well, that what's I don't know the name of the album. Uh, I only the only I, but the their Phantom of the Opera track I really like Nightwish. Mm -hmm. It, I forget the album that that it was off of, but I do think I have it. I don't think I've actually listened to the whole album. I just got the album and well, then I listened to Family Opera. Like it was like like the stuff they did. Century um, Child. That's it. Yeah, some of the stuff they did before um, uh, before Floor joined are just like it it uh, incredible. That's besides the point. I'm not trying to talk about Nightwish, but you know, some, like the album Once. There's a song called Wish I Had an Angel. Like dude, I I. You know, could listen to it all. The song "Ghost Love Score," by the way, is like the big Nightwish song, 
and um, when Floor started singing it, like all three of their singers sang it differently. The second one just didn't do it well. Their second singer nobody liked. Um, but like Floor, the way she got her name on the map was with Ghost Love Score. Like I would have you listen, but it's a ten minute song, right? But I would have you listen to Ghost Love Score, and you'd say the same. You'd you'd have the exact same opinion of Ghost Love Score. You'd be like, dude, this song is really awesome in parts, but it's you know it's got a lot of the keyboards, so it'd be the same kind of thing where you know ninety percent of it you'd really like. There's just, but that's it. It's the ten percent that pulls it out of your your wheelhouse, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, and again, it's not it's not that I dislike it, and it's not because I I did like a lot about this. It's one of those things where. Um, it's like I said, I would never have listened to it on my own is, is, you know what I mean? Like if, if I would have said, Oh, look at this Camelot album. I just want to like, I always would have walked right, kept on going. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it's, it's funny cause you, you develop these, I don't want to say prejudices, but you develop these like kind of ideas in your head about what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, again, you're right with the listener picks. It really you know, cattle decapitation is a great example because you and I, it's not that we didn't like cattle decapitation from the standpoint of it's not, we thought they sucked or thought they were bogus or whatever. I, just, I wrote them off. It's <laughs> well, yeah, we listened to it and we're like, this is like not the type of death metal we listen to, or I listen to or whatever. And and then you're like, you know, you assume well, they're first, you know, they got a new album out. It probably is the same style as their third album and their second album, which I didn't like those either. But then, you know, you have to realize bands are always adapting. And not only that, but your tastes are always adapting. Your tastes are always evolving. So, you know, Death Atlas, I have it on vinyl now. It's, it's, it's an, I love the album. I listen to it a lot, actually. And again, it's one of those things where sometimes you need someone to kind of, push you into liking stuff and that's that's one reason again i want to get serious about the listener pick skin and i like this idea because not only does it give you an opportunity to talk you and me an opportunity to talk about bands that we probably wouldn't be able to talk about but we could do it in terms of it's it's a smaller scope so if i was to say let's do a retrospective on suicidal tendencies you're thinking to yourself Great, I have to listen to like ten albums that I right. may pro or that I probably won't like, or at least probably not thoroughly enjoy. And then you know, same thing. Well, let's do a retrospective on Camelot. I'm thinking to myself, like, I probably won't like. It, it's not like I'm gonna want to jump in front of a truck listening to it, but it's probably gonna be like more of a like a, a labor. You know what I mean? Right. Well, if you were to yeah, tell me it, listen it, to ten of your favorite albums, of like, you know, I could see you liking. I mean, like the album before it, Epica, you know, because it's the first half. Like that makes sense, right? Um, and the album right after it, which is detached from it, nothing like you know, it's not, um, it, it's it's not attached to the story in any way. But like the album, the album that came after it, Ghost Opera, like it's, you know, it, it's 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 a lot of what you heard on that record. Just it's not a concept record. It's more like, um, at least I don't. I don't think it's a concept. Maybe but it you, is, and I forget. But point being, you get my, you get what I'm saying. But like, but that would be the difference. Is like, I don't, I still don't expect you to. Hey, dude, you might even say to me like, I really like the Black Halo, and I want to listen to Ghost Opera, and you really like them. 
doesn't mean you're going to want to listen to their whole damn discography a hundred times. But that's they might what I mean. have like, an so album or two you like. It doesn't mean you're going to. It doesn't mean that that style of band is ever going to make you want to hear their whole discography. And the same thing was again. I just keep using Suicidal Tendencies, but as an example. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, you, you're very well. There might be a Suicidal Tendencies record that I end up liking that record. It's probably still not going to make me get into their whole discography. Right. And and that I mean, there, there's tons of bands that I like an album or I like a song even. Or a couple songs, you know, that, that I'm like, you know, I like this handful of songs. I like this album, but I've tried to listen to the rest of their stuff and I just can't get into it. There's there's a handful of bands um, that, that I've been like that. I've Oh, you know, I love their third album, their first and second. But you, you know, another thing is bands change. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, I just ordered a couple of Hex vinyls. Their first two albums were power metal. After their first two albums, they were thrash metal. I listen to their power metal stuff. Not my thing. I listen to the thrash metal song. I love it. Like, you Look know, at, it, it's how it, many times have we talked about how you and I like opposite ends of crows in a conformity. Yeah. I love their first couple albums that are more crossover. You, you start liking them when they become more sludge. I mean, th- there is, if you told me they were the same band, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> yeah. There, there is pretty much no similarity. No. Between animosity and tech, and you know, animosity and deliverance, it's not the same thing. It's, no, it's not. I agree. No, it's, it's it, like, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 it's funny because they're they're back to back. Like, <clears throat> so again, it's just it's just helpful. And you know, we're gonna do the couple more of these. I, I don't think we'll dedicate entire episodes to them because a lot of this was explaining the concept and talking about the philosophy behind doing this and things like that. The philosophy of Pantera. The philosophy we don't give a flying, you know. But you know, so we we probably will do these in place of listener or not listener picks. Well, yeah, we'll probably do them in place of listener picks and our own personal picks of the week because, um, you know, it's just I mean, obviously it's sort of a pick and it's sort of not. Yeah. But you know we'll see we'll see where this goes we'll, we'll yeah, try it be, out. It's gonna be one of those things that I think just from time to time we're just gonna do. I, I don't want to yeah. say we're always gonna. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what I like about this though. We we we've mentioned this on the show a hundred times that we, you know, the suck ass metal magazines and loud wires and all that crap. They post stuff because they're trying to get they're trying to get people to argue with each other. That, that's the only reason they do it. They, they post things to get people to attack each other. We have the exact opposite approach. We kind of don't try to stir up get people getting mad at each other. We've always liked the idea of giving people something to talk about with their own friends. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> our listeners don't have those. But if they did... You know, there's two things that that our listeners don't have, you know, (laughs) sex lives and friends. Um, But I I just like I I always want people that listen to our show to have that conversation. You know, I I mean, and this is one of those. Damn it. I, I, I man, I would love to hear about listeners doing this. And this is not a, you know, smash the like button thing. Honestly. (laughs) That would be awesome. <laughs> Smash that like button. I think it would be. I hate that. I think it would be too. awesome if you know you did that, man. I mean, let's be fair, man. You and I actually exactly what we're talking about right now is you and I did that on cassette tape our freshman year in high school. 
we were giving each other records that we both really liked that the other person didn't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a different... At that time, we were more just like, hey, you have your CD collection. I have mine. Neither one of us can afford to have everything. So I'm going to let you listen to the stuff I got. I mean, dude, yeah, like I re- like you gave me um, Psalm 69, my ministry. Yep. I am not a fan of ministry. I like very little of what ministry has done, but that record's awesome. I mean, I had Filth Pig and thought it was terrible. I still think it's terrible. It is terrible. I had Filth Pig, thought it sucked. And you're like, are you into ministry? I'm like, I didn't like, I thought Filth Pig was terrible. Gave me Psalm 69, and I'm like, oh, well, this is really cool. I liked White Zombies, so Psalm 69 (laughs) made sense. I'm only laughing. I'm only laughing at what you're saying because I think of Psalm 69, I think of the song New World Order. And I remember when Beavis and Butt, who were watching it, and Butt, you know, the, the vocals in the song literally are like, he goes, hey, hey, Beavis, check this out. Because <laughs> that's literally how the vocals in the song. I don't know. I just thought of a random thing. A lot of Beavis and Butted for some reason. I don't know why. I, I literally haven't watched that show in like a while. I, I want to watch it. There's, but I don't well, know. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it, but it, it's all about, I mean, we, we also talk a lot on the show too about like, we, we get stuck. And dude, I'm I'm old. I'm a curmudgeon, kind of a dick. I get stuck. I get stuck in ruts, man. There are there are records that that I listen to, and stepping outside of your comfort zone, sometimes it's hard. Um, but you know, we 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 need every once in a while. You need the you need the push to. I, I said fresh ears earlier. A lot of times it's just fresh ears, you know? Yeah, the last time you heard that record was when you were in a different place in your life, you know? Like, you... I've listened to metal... You know, we've listened to metal our whole lives or whatever. Um, majority of, anyway. We've, you know, metal has been a part of my life my whole life. I'm probably not going to stop liking metal. There are bands that I've liked my whole life, and I will continue to like. They're just what I'm into. But I'm a, a lot of me is very similar to me twenty some odd years ago. I still have a lot of the same interests. I have a, a, a lot of the same, you know, sense, you know, sense of humor or whatever. Yeah, I well, and I still have the same wardrobe, <laughs> but. To say that you're the same person you were 20 years ago is just not true. I don't care who you are. You're not the same person. You might have a lot of similarities. Hey, some people change. You know, some people, if you knew them in high school, when you know them as an adult, it's, it's as if you never knew them. Some people, you're like, they haven't changed. But, I mean, in fairness, we all do. And, you know, my head might have been in a different place uh, Ghoul's a Ghoul was a soft. You threw me a softball. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, so maybe I, I, I'll, I'll use suicidal again. Whatever. I just keep using them because they're an easy example to use. Uh, you know, maybe the last time I heard him was twenty years ago. Hell, actually, I'll tell you one of the things. There are bands that I don't like because maybe they weren't what I expected them to be. Like, do you ever have that happen? Like. 
I, I, you know what? I'll give you a great example. I remember the first time I heard the Misfits and went, what? That's the Misfits? Meaning, like, I was expecting the Misfits to be this, like, hard, hard, heavy-sounding thing. And I heard, we are one third. And I'm like, dude, that's the lamest thing. My grandmother would listen to that. So I think I didn't like the Misfits right out of the gate because it just wasn't what I was expecting. I saw the look. I, I, I heard about them. And I was expecting, not metal, but I was expecting something sounding abrasive. And I'm like, oh, well, they're not heavy. Now, whatever. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm not into the Misfits. But my point was, it weren't, it, I was expecting something else. So that happens too. Like, maybe the first time you heard something, you were expecting something else. Sometimes the first time you heard something, you blatantly heard a bad example of it. Hey, man, look, how many bands do I say that I don't like that are metalcore because of a bastardized version of hardcore that we that we had that we listened to growing up? Not listened to, but we were surrounded by growing up. And that's not even dude, the 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 the, the hardcore bands that were in our hometown, they, they it was a it was a scene, it was a fashion thing, it was a statement. Music had next to nothing to do with it. Now, in fairness, there were some good bands that were connected to it that weren't part of it. Okay? I'll, I will give you an example. I don't like Earth Crisis. I never will. But Earth Crisis was, was a legitimate band. <laughs> the, the stuff that was in our hometown was not. But... I know damn well I have an immediate, if I hear something that even remotely sounds like something kind of sort of that once used to be something that sounds like something like Earth Crisis, I immediately don't like it. I can't even listen to Hatebreed because it edges too close to that. I mean, maybe someday. I mean, dude, I haven't had to listen to, to, to eerie Pennsylvania hardcore since the 90s. A day will come when I can stop associating a breakdown riff with that. And maybe someday I'll hear a quote-unquote metalcore or whatever band and go, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know. Someday I'll get over that maybe. I mean, it's just, how, how stupid is that? How stupid is that that I can't listen to a band like, like Hatebreed because in the back of my mind it all sounds like Earth Crisis or whatever. I don't want to say any of the names of the bands from here. Well, I'll say one that was really popular. Like, anything like that sounds like Brothers Keeper in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think of, I think of Brothers Keeper. If you've ever heard that band, I'm sorry. Um, they were terrible. But anything that sounds like Hatebreed, I hear Hatebreed, I think of that, and the two really sound nothing like each other. And it's just this damn wall that has been built up in front of me. Like there, there's a there's a there's something blocking it. And I need to get over that. I'm not telling you to find a metalcore record and give it to me. Um so yeah it's weird. We 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 all we do this. And if nothing else I like the challenge well it's the same thing we said about this about the listener picks too. I, I don't know. I kinda like the challenge of forcing yourself to listen to something. I mean, hey, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I go to Barnes & Noble. 
I walk past every section of the books to get to the fantasy section. There, there might be a, a, a book in the mystery. I mean, whatever. There might be a book in the mystery section that I might really like it, but I'll never know because I walk right past it. True enough. That's true. You know what I mean? Seriously. There's um you 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 do that. Um and look, and I get it, there's some things you just don't like, right? Um you might say I really hate horror. You're not gonna you're not going to convince me to like you're not I am not gonna read a horror novel because I don't like anything that is scary. Okay, fine. Well, this is only kind of no, I get it. Some things you're just you're not gonna like. There are some things you're just not going to like, and I get it. Um, you know, if you really don't like seafood, I'm probably not going to get you into it. And you know, I'm not going to get you eating sushi if you won't eat seafood. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if it smells like fish and tastes like chicken, yeah, plug your nose and keep. Yeah, uh, uh, exactly. It's really um, sad that we both went there. Um, uh, you know, it's the first thing that popped into my head, actually. Uh, uh, I, you you beat me to the punch on that one. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, this uh, this was an interesting uh, episode. So the one thing I want to say is, um, you know, it's it's we'll we'll be returning to this segment again. Hopefully, uh, we're gonna try and get listener picks back, and um, you know, there was there was something interesting. I think we can kind of maybe end on this one. There was something interesting where we were talking about it was before the show was when you go to see a band or not not us, but I I feel like a lot of times that metal is one of I don't want to say one of the last, but it's definitely one of the one of the genres that still mostly embraces like the small venue concert, um, particularly after the pandemic. In terms of, again, I went to see Morbid Angel, Crypta, Revocation, and Vitriol. You know, your average person on the street probably had no clue that that show was going on. Probably had no idea that that show was going on. No idea who any of the bands were. But there I was looking forward to it for for weeks. So, you know, same, you know, but on the other hand... There, I think when you get up into the larger echelon of, of bands, particularly somebody like Metallica, you and I were talking about how a lot of people don't go necessarily because they give a crap about seeing Metallica. They go because it's the thing to do. And I find that interesting in terms of when you go to see a concert because never once have I attended a concert just because it was the thing to do. Meaning, ooh, it's the, ba- it's the hot ticket in town. We got to go see it. Even th- because... And again, I think it. I think it has a lot to do with the whole metal thing in terms of. I don't care Taylor Swift's coming to town. I don't care if Justin Bieber's rolling through. You're not going to get me. You wouldn't get me to that show if you held a gun to my head. You know, but, it, 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 well, it, I'll tell you what it makes me think of. So, and and I make this clear that I'm going for work. I'm not going for pleasure, and I and I say that because, man, all damn week. But now, for the past couple of weeks, I'm telling people that I have to go to I have to go to you know, work. Uh, I have to go to Las Vegas for work next week, and people are like, "Oh my god, you're gonna have so much fun!" I'm like, "Dude, I'm gonna be working the whole time I'm there. I will be lucky if I have time to sleep for a couple of hours, and then as soon as it's over, I'm on a plane and leaving. 
Like, no, I'm not there to have fun. But it got me thinking. I will have the first night, and I'm, I'm coming, I will get back to what you're saying, and I, I'm making a point about it with this. I will be in Las Vegas Sunday afternoon, and I have Sunday off. I have the rest of Sunday free time. My only time I have free in Las Vegas is Sunday. And I got to tell you, I'm asking myself, and I've, I've been wrestling with it, do I go see a show in Las Vegas? Depends what the show is. No, no, no. Here's here's what I mean. Do I go see Penn and Teller? As an example. Well, here's my question. I look, I I like Penn and Teller. I I think it's I find them amusing. I find them entertaining. If I go see Penn and Teller, am I going to have a good time? Yes. If I go see Penn and Teller, I will have a good time. Guaranteed. Do I like Penn and Teller? I'm like, yeah, sure. But if I go, why am I going? I'm going just because, well, that's what you do in Vegas, right? You go see, you know, Wayne Newton or <laughs> whatever. Dude, do you think Dude, everybody you that goes- you need to go see Wayne Newton. Well, I would. Dude, and no, you need by to wear way, a shirt that says Wainiac. By the way, I got to tell you what's really sad is the Sunday that I'm going to be there, it's the only night I have free- even Carrot Top as the damn night off. I was like, really? But no, my point is, do you go see Cirque du Soleil? Like, that's what people say, well, you're in Vegas, you gotta see a show. Right? Well, why, though? Because it's the thing to do. Right? I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? It's like, I mean, you've lived in, you know, you've lived in New York City for ever, and you haven't seen a show on Broadway. Years, yeah, I've never seen a Broadway show. Right. And I, I would argue... You know, it's because 95% of them you wouldn't like, but there was a few you would have. But um, I actually well, really want to see Phantom of the Opera. I'm surprised I didn't see Spider-Man. There were, you know, um, well, like, for example, hey, going back to the Camelot thing, it would have been the same thing where I've been, I would have been like, had you seen Les Miserables on Broadway, you would have walked away going, I really don't like that they sang the whole thing. But if I got once I got past that, I loved everything else about it, right? Fine. My point is this, though. Like... That's like so. Why, I, I'm I'm not buying tickets to anything, and the reason I'm not buying tickets to anything was because I'm like, I'd only be going and seeing Penn and Teller because I feel as if it's the thing to do, or or seeing whatever whatever or Cirque du Soleil or I've seen the Blue Man Group by the way. I saw them because they came to town, and a friend of mine had a spare ticket, and I was like, well, okay, what the hell, dude? The Blue Man Group. I mentioned this on the show. It was the the the, the previous season, but. I remember I saw the Blue Man Group, and I and I mentioned the show. I was like, "Oh my god, that was the most, that was one of the coolest shows I had ever seen." I was super glad I went and saw. I really was. I was really glad I saw the Blue Man Group. If you've never seen it, I one thousand percent recommend it. But that's besides the point. Like, I don't know when I'm in Vegas. Do I see a show just because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do? Well, that's the same kind of thing. Like, well, Metallica's in town. Dude, how many people go to those? Go to shows at outdoor amphitheaters with next to no interest in the band. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny because they are coming Garth here. Garth is a music genre, by the way. They're, they You're are coming tell me here. Everybody that sees Garth Brooks in giant stadiums is a huge Garth Brooks fan. Doubt it. Well, it's funny because, you know, they're coming here. They're coming to the Meadowlands here in Jersey. And a lot of people are asking me, like, you going to see Metallica? I got tickets. And I'm thinking to myself, like, 
and yes, I know Metallica has transcended metal, like has transcended their old days. It's not like they're going to see him on the Kill 'Em All or Ride the Lightning tour. I get it, but I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I, I didn't even know you liked music, let alone Metallica. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it, and again, I'm not, I'm not insulting any of these people. It's just. You know, if I were to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go see Metallica, and then I'm going to go to see Havoc the next night, they'd look at me and be like, who? You know, well, it, you know it's like, 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 you know, Elton John goes on tour. And, it, you know, the tickles will be 500 bucks, and it'll sell out in 12 seconds. And it's like, because that's just what you do. Elton, oh, you go see Elton John. You know, like, yeah, here's and, my question. How many, how many band, how many heavy metal bands are the Harlem Globetrotters? Well, but you I want to say, the, you know, you know, no one likes the Harlem Globetrotters. You just see them because they're in town. Like, oh, look, I, Harlem Globetrotters. Are and here. I want to say this. I am Actually, not the Harlem say, Globetrotters are a fun show. I, I am not saying any of this in a name five songs way. Like, no, I'm either. not saying, oh, these people don't deserve to go see Metallica. I'm th- like, I don't care. I don't care if the only song, you know, is Enter Salmon and you're going to see Metallica. Who cares? Whatever. It's your ticket. It's your money. You do what you want. Enjoy the show. You're not going to hear anything from me. My my point is simply that it's kind of funny how you know I, and and you know I, and maybe it's because I'm not involved in any of the genres, but I want to believe that metal is one of the genres that's left that we have kind of like our own thing. Meaning, we still do go see the sh- the, the 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 bands in in little holes in the wall and, and in dives and everything and else buy, and buy tickets. It's not this, it's not just, it's an event. Oh, there's a, there's a jazz band playing down at the bar tonight. Do you want to go? Right. And that's no the thing. Hey, exactly. You metal band nailed it on the head. It's at not just, Jimmy's. Oh, there's a band playing or, Oh, I'm bored. I'm bored tonight. Oh, you know, my plans got canceled, but I heard there's this band. It's, we buy tickets like, weeks, do you, do you wanna, months do you grab in a advance. Burger? Do you want to, you want to grab a burger and watch some goat whore? <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly it. We buy tickets weeks, months in advance, and we look forward to this stuff. And these are bands that, again, if you were to mention it to a, a casual like music fan, they'd be like, I don't know who who the hell is I'm Revocation. To, I'm taking a train to Manhattan, spending the night in Manhattan, and taking a train the next day home to see Armored Saint. Well, and Wasp, but like. It's not a big venue, man. <laughs> it's not a huge place. Uh, where are they playing again? Irving Plaza? Yeah, no, no. They're playing at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Okay, Hammerstein's medium size. Right, um, you get my point, though. It's still, it's yeah. like a. Um, yeah, but it, that's it, really, it, actually, it's a really bad example, you know, because no, your Morbid Angel show was really more, because that's like in a smaller club. Gramercy's um, where I saw Armored Saint when I saw them, when they recorded their live album. Um, it's a very small venue. Like, you know, if you look at some of my pictures on Instagram, like I was literally right up front. It's a small enough venue where maybe if you take well, look at a dozen steps backwards, you're up against like the, 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 where you start going up into the, like the balcony. You know what I mean? Look where you saw Anvil. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a bigger places than you saw Anvil. It was a little bar. It was literally a bar with a, with a stage in the corner. Um, but, but that's the thing. Like I, and yes, I bought my Anvil tickets like a week before. But it had nothing to do with, oh, I'm not doing anything that night. And, I, you know, I, I'm looking for something to do. It's, oh, my God, Anvil's playing. I need to buy tickets. And I've literally, I sent you a list of 21 shows. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm mean, thinking to myself, how do I make even half of these? Like, I, there's 21 shows. I have an Excel sheet of when it's, what the band is, when it's happening. 
and I'm trying to figure out like how I'm going to make all these just because I it's it's you can't be everywhere at all all time. Some of these shows are happening on the same night, like Possessed is saying that playing the same night as Halloween and Hammerfall. I'd like to go to both shows. You obviously can't do both. I may do neither because there, there's literally, I think, like an entire week where there's a band every single night in New York City that I want to see. I just can't do it. You know, I, I just don't have I don't have time. You know, I have a work schedule to keep up and everything else. But my point in saying that is I think heavy metal and punk and that kind of stuff are like some of the last last venues like where we don't view a show as something to do. We view a show as something to look forward to and anticipate. Um, Now, I'm not saying that every person going to Metallica is not like counting down the days. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm saying I guarantee there's a certain number of people who bought that Metallica ticket because it was the Metallica ticket. You know what I mean? It was it was the show that everyone's going to. It was the show that you can't miss. Right. Well, again, I don't again, care. I don't care if that's why you're going. I'm not criticizing you. It, it I'm was like just my saying. friend who said that she yeah. saw when she was in Boston, she went to a Red Sox game at Fenway Park. Has probably never watched that team. Probably doesn't care about baseball at all. But that she was like, dude, I was there and it's a famous thing. I agree with you, man. There's and Metallica's that way. U two was that way. Billy right. Joel's that way. There's loads of them that way. We're just simply saying that. <laughs> there was a meme the other day I saw, and it was U two fans upset because they found out that the that that they like U two because they thought everyone else right. did. Yeah, it was like no one no one actually liked U two. They just thought everyone yeah, else did. Thought everyone else did. Um, <laughs> like. It's actually not wrong. Like no one, no one knows actually why they liked that band in the first place. Um, they've got some good songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, they've got I, some. They've got some good songs. They don't have any great ones. <laughs> they've got some good ones. I, I don't. I do. I. I still want to do. I, I. This is going back to our old band days. I still want to do a heavy metal cover of Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I agree. But like, no. But I. I know what you're saying. Like, um. You can you people man, I I how many hockey games have I gone to, and I'm, I just like hockey, you know, I dude I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. Do you really think that everybody who went to the NASCAR races were really NASCAR fans? No, they went because it's a party and it's a fun thing to do, and that's kind that's fine, and, and and that's awesome. It's just the rest of metal. You don't go down to the club. To see, I mean, like, you, you might never watch boxing, but you'd go to a fight. You might never watch the UFC, but, oh, you, you might go to see that. But, yeah, you're definitely not, you know. Like, I Neil and you, Bob are not going to be sitting around the apartment bored and say, hey, dude, uh, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. I heard there's a band called Morbid Angel playing down, downtown. Yeah. Let, let's go check that out. Yeah, let's go. Again, you know, let's, let's, let's get a hot dog and see some Cradle of Filth and move on with our lives. Um, and even if it wasn't a band that's that abrasive, let's take that out. Yeah, and, I don't know. And not only wanna... that, but we'll like. And it's funny. Oh, Armored Saints they, in town. You want to go? I mean, yeah. No, they'll play these small and like they play small venues. Like there's a couple at Saint Vitus. There's a couple at uh, Gramercy. Like I said, where that where I saw uh, uh, Morbid Angel and Armored Saint not together. But you know, like they're they're these small little venues, and you know it's. 
you know, it's cool. I'm I, I'm actually really happy about that. The only problem I foresee is it just I hope it remains. I don't even want to say profitable. I, I should say I hope it remains possible for a lot of these bands to do these tours because, you know, in addition to all like the crazy stuff that happened during the Morbid Angel tour, I mean, you're talking tornadoes, you know, people getting like uh, Dave broke his broke his wrist. Uh, Crypto lost their their vehicle. You know, it's in addition Angel to played. Oh, I mean, I know all yeah, the horrible Angel things played. On the tour. Revocation's transmission <laughs> Sorry, that blew was a up. Joke. Like tra- Revocation lost their like had to get their transmission replaced. And that's what like I was like I was like Revocation. They had to get their transmission replaced. Dave broke his arm. You know, Crypto's bus got destroyed. Morbid Angel actually played. <laughs> I was joking, making no, fun I of know. Morbid Angel play. But no, um, but you know, but ha, ha, ha. You, you look at you look at all those expenses and these bands again. They're not. They're they're not just like writing, you know. They're not just giving an expense list to the record label who's going to comp them. Like they got to figure out how to pay for a, most of this right. stuff. Yeah, because you're right. They don't have the benefit of what are you doing tonight, right? You know, and that's it, exactly. It was different it. back back in Erie. It was different. Like there were, there was a bar that that was in town, and like uh, not the one we used to play at, the other one. That you know there'd be bands in, but again it was different when it was like, oh, it's a five dollar cover and you can go see. And they're not tribute you know, bands either. And you can go see Prong, but yeah, dude, these venues and their damn tribute bands, man. I gotta tell you, I have nothing. I have nothing against a tribute band, but I was, you know, we were talking about this the other day when you're like, look, everybody's coming to New York City, and I'm like, dude, two years ago, a year ago, even. There was a there were clubs in Albany and Syracuse that were getting shows all the time. Now, there's four shows a week, and they're all tribute bands. Tribute to Metallica, tribute to ACDC, tribute to Kiss. You know, I'm like, could I actually, could you book an actual band? I don't have a problem with tribute bands. If you want to be in a tribute band, dude, do it. Do it. Go for it, man. I have no interest in seeing you. Now, if it's at the... The only time I would see a tribute band, if it was like at a, at the fair, do you know what I mean? I don't, like seriously, like, like your town fair, they get a tribute band up there to play. Like, that's cool. I'm drinking a beer. I'm watching them. I'm not paying to see them. I'm not paying to go see, you know. But, but that's the thing. A tribute band is a band where you say, I'm bored. Oh, there's an ACDC tribute playing well, that's downtown. Why, and that's why they bring them. Because, right. Like, dude, how many venues that we, I mean, look at all the, I actually, there was a venue um, that I used to go to that I saw loads of metal bands. They had a sign that was literally like, oh, no, excuse me. It was all over their website. It flat out said, the venue does not have a crowd. You have to bring one, meaning people don't just come here. It's not like a bar that people just go to every week, and if there happens to be a band playing, they pay their $5 cover, and they go right back to their seat. It's like, no, no. People only come here to see the band. When it's a cover band, it's different. You don't have to be a fan of theirs. A cover band, you could be bored tonight. Oh, hey, did you see there's some some ACDC cover band playing? Oh, let's go see them. Let's just yeah. What are you doing tonight? I was gonna go. Oh, let's just go see that. It's different. Right. That's why, and and that's why those damn clubs book all those people. It's why they don't right. book real bands. And I'm dude. I'm not knocking tribute bands. I'm not man. I 
I think, hey, man, yeah, how Yeah, I mean, you got it? your Mahogany Rush tribute band going. The Mahogany <laughs> Rush. No, I mean, the and, Rush. And, and, and dude, and I get the appeal. I've seen some. I get the appeal too, man. Like I said, if I'm at a, if I'm at a, a fair or something, like that's that's awesome. Cool. That's great. Hey, did you hear there's a Rush tribute band there tonight? Their drummer really, you know, does a great job. It's like, oh, that's cool. But that's my point. Like, you could literally just be sitting around on a Thursday and get a buddy to call and go, hey, there's a, there's a, an 80s tribute. Well, those are big. There's an 80s tribute band. Like, there's all these tribute bands that just do, like, hair metal greatest hits. And, dude, they'll pack a place because you're just bored. You'll just go, ah, you'll go see that. You don't have to be a fan. You know they'll play a couple of songs you like. <laughs> and it's 10 bucks. You don't care. You'll get in. Yeah, it's, man, the damn clubs. That's all they book. That's all they book. Yep. I remember, actually, there was a trend of that 20-some-odd years ago where it was happening. It, 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 it went away. But that's why you and I and a good friend of ours were going to start an SOD tribute band that just made fun of tribute bands. Yeah, we're gonna we called it free, we're gonna call it free beer. No, well, so no, all of our flyers could say tonight at the bar free beer. We were gonna call our SOD tribute band "Aren't You Hungry?" because it was you, me, and another fat guy. <laughs> that's right. Free <laughs> beer is gonna be our crew, SOD like slash Guar style band. Yeah, we we were we were considering douche crew, but we were like, I would call it "Aren't You Hungry." Um. But, you know, I, I, I just it, I, I, I'll piggyback off it. Yeah, you're right. If Metallica's in town, people will just go because it's Metallica. You it's know what, the hot though, ticket. man? I mean, I saw Judas Priest, and you could tell that didn't happen. Judas Priest is Judas Priest. They've been around forever. And people don't just go, what are you doing? And I want to go see Priest. No, oh, man. And it, it, it sucks. It sucks. And uh, so I agree with you that I hope... And again, Metallica breaks every rule. They, you know, they're different. Even even bands that play at an amphitheater, dude, go, man, it, look, not all amphitheaters are, are created equal. But the one in Pittsburgh, we used to call it um, Starlight. It was Starlight back in my day. Post-Gazette Pavilion. I don't even know what it's called now, and I don't give a damn. Back in those days, dude, if you went to a show there, you were guaranteed, like, major tailgating. You were guaranteed a party. And I went there a couple of years ago to see Slayer. I see, I saw the Slayer tour in Syracuse with you, and the crowd was dead. I went to the one in Pittsburgh, and I was glad to see that nothing had changed. It's still a wild party. Dude, you could go see damn near anybody in amphitheater that isn't Dave Matthews and have a tailgating good day. You don't have <laughs> and, to even have to and be if a you do, And if you do see Dave Matthews, don't go anywhere under a bridge. <laughs> yeah, don't go under a bridge. Until he leaves town. <laughs> they will crap on your head, folks. Um, literally, quite literally. Uh, and the only reason I said not Dave Matthews is because that's very cult like. But let's be fair. At an amphitheater, it's mostly rock and country bands. You don't have to like any of them. You could just go and have a good time. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock. But I'm serious though. You you could probably just go. Actually, a lot of those amphitheaters sell season tickets. Yeah. You get season lawn tickets. You can just go to every show. And I have a friend of ours used to do that. And I mean, I get it. That, that's one thing. The rest of it, it's like, man, dude, can you imagine, dude, think about that for a minute, though. Can you imagine, let's, let's use let's use Morbid Angel as an example. I, I was just busting their balls, so I'll, I'll stop busting their balls. Could you imagine if you're Morbid Angel, right? You've been around since the late 80s. Morbid Angel at one point in time was the highest selling death metal band of all time. I, don't, I doubt they are anymore, but they, well, 
you never know. <laughs> album sales suck so bad. Well, they've got but, like 50 albums. So. Well, no, but I'm saying in the in the Covenant at one point in time was like the biggest selling death metal record of all time. Now it's debatable. There's a couple that are in the mix, but anyway, Morbid Angel is a. I've said before that they're they're not. They probably don't make a lot of money, but they're a big band. They're one of the death metal bands that people know. Could you imagine the fact that they have to compete against a stinking, you know, like, whatever, Bon Jovi tribute band, and that club's probably going to have more people in it? I mean, dude, that just sucks. Like, I'm sorry, but given the choice between, like, Morbid Angel and a tribute to Poison... I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm aware that I'm comparing. I'm not comparing apples to apples here, but the tribute bands they will get more people in their crowd a lot of times, just because it's just something you can do tonight. And that's sad because, dude, thirty years ago, if whatever. If Morbid Angel was playing in town, people would have just gone. But, you know, you're right. We 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 metalheads have to go, and it's 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 different, man. It it kind of sucks. Um, and hey, I'm not knocking tribute bands. They serve a purpose, and I know why people like them. Actually, it's it's funny. Uh, I always tell people I don't like to go see. You know, they're always like, "Hey, do you want to go see a classical?" You know, like you know, like of the orchestra. I always say I don't like <laughs> I don't like to go see an orchestra because I don't like cover bands. Um, you know, they're like they're doing Beethoven. Yeah, it's a cover band. Get over it. But well, and cover bands serve a point too. But cover bands are typically what you see at Jimmy's Sports Bar. Tribute bands, though, you're going to see it at venues. Maybe not big ones. But bars with actual stages and a sound guy, you'll get tribute bands all the time. And some of those tribute... That's what I said before, man. Some of those tribute bands, it's big business. They make legit money. And it's oh, like, yeah. wow. Are you serious? There are more people at... Well, hey, dude, uh, let, let's be completely fair. If you go down one street and there's two clubs... Anvil's playing at one and a tribute to Poison's playing at the other. Guess which one's going to have more people? It ain't going to be Anvil. Well, it it would it would I I would go see Anvil. You and I would. Everybody but I'm serious that that a tribute to Poison's going to have more people. They just are. There's going to be more people there. Even if tickets were the same price. People spend 10 bucks just cuz they're bored. That sucks. I mean, it's kind of funny because it's Anvil and, like, the whole shtick is that they... That's right. Crapped on. Um, it's kind of funny that their whole shtick was that they were... <laughs> that they were terrible. Um, not not they're a terrible band, but that they were... They, they, you know, um, they never made it. But... Which yeah. is... You know, that... That movie was... It's hard to watch in some ways. No, it is. It's hard to watch in some ways because it's so honest. I don't care how much of it was. I don't think any of it was staged, but I mean, I, hey, man, it's a movie. 
the, the movie, the people who make the movie tell the story the way they want to tell the story. But I mean, there's just, there's just, there's a lot of, you know, we say this all the time too, though. I, I know you've mentioned it a hundred times. Like you don't play death metal because you want to make money. You play it because you love it. Yep. You watch something like Anvil and you're going, man, you want to talk he- about guys who, who prove that there are people out there doing it because they love it. Oh yeah. I will always respect that band. Oh, me too. I, I think they're an incredible band. Do I think they're the greatest band ever? No. Do I think they have a solid body of work? Yes, I do. I don't think all their albums are equally good, but nobody's are. Actually, dude, you were just talking about a band coming to see you, or not coming to see you, that you're considering going that's coming to, uh, to your area. Dude, you were talking about Metal Church. Talk about a Metal effing church. Talk about a band. Actually, Metal Church is a great example of a band that, dude, I'm telling you right now, Metal Church is not going to sell it out. I mean, it's New York City. Nope. It's different. Okay, I get it. New York City's different. I, I get it. What I'm saying is, you know, Metal Church goes on tour through the rest of the country, anywhere else, even in bigger markets. Dude, they're not playing a big place. If you yeah. don't listen to Metal Church and you like heavy music, I can't begin to tell you what you're missing out on. Like, talk about a band that is absolutely amazing. They are legitimately one of the best, like, whatever you want to call them, metal bands. But, yeah, man, you know? If, if they would lose out to a tribute to poison every other day. Anyway. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, hey, look, look, we're at that time. I, like I said, I've got some stuff to do. I will, um, I'm going to throw this out before we go. Two little things. Number one, I'm just reminding everybody that we're not going to be here next week. It's my fault. I'm going to be flying. And number two, I'm just going to throw this out. I am flying with Southwest, <clears throat> flying with Southwest Airlines. And what's funny about Southwest Airlines is that you can't reserve a seat. So it's just first come, first serve. So whenever you check in, like if you check in exactly 24 hours early, then you can get a better, you can get a priority seat, so you can get a better spot. Everybody, nobody wants to sit in the middle. It's like, dude, I can't wait to sit in the middle and piss people off on both sides of me. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to be that fat, smelly guy wedged between two people that I'm going to make them give me the seat next to me because they're not. Dude. Oh, man, I can't wait. Eat a whole bunch of beans before you go. Dude, man, I can't. I told you, man, I smoked out a plane last time I was on one. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm saying straight up swamp ass. Like, Duff's going to be like, in- Duff's going to be like. The Duff's gonna be like, dude, it was so bad. People were getting off the plane. Ha- people were getting off the plane twenty was, minutes after takeoff. I was stuck in JFK Airport really late at night when they turned the air conditioning off, and I was sweating like straight up. Like I got up, I got up, and there was a puddle on the seat. Like it was gross. I stunk so bad. It, it was a small little plane. It was awesome. I can't wait. Can't wait to be a dick, pissing people off on both sides. It's gonna be fun, you know. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Anyway, so, you know, I I hope it gave you something to talk about. I look forward to doing this next week, but I really do have to get out of here because I got to get up in a couple hours. I'm going to be flying out tomorrow, and I got a lot to do. So, anyway, I want to thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram at The Heavy Metal Hangover. Reach out to us. 
Um, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. We will be back in two weeks. It'll be a lot of fun. But anyway, we want to thank you very much for listening. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we will see you again in two weeks on another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. With your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Duff. <laughs>